Hey everyone, welcome to another amazing episode of The Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Ash Thorpe, and this week we are joined by Maxim Zeskov, who is a jack-of-all-trades, but is most well-known for his wonderful short films. I've known Maxim for over five years now, and it's been amazing to watch his growth and development as an artist from afar. In this episode, Maxim exposes his thoughts on the universal language of art and his beginning obsession with MTV music videos, especially those created by the master Chris Cunningham. Maxim and I discuss the painful lessons of making film and his experience working within the studio system. We discuss Maxim's daily habit of running and his endless goal of to find bliss within his work while killing off his ego. This episode is brought to you by Learn Squared. Learn Squared is an online art education platform that is founded and powered by industry-leading artists from around the world. The thing that makes Learn Squared unique is our community and the ability to connect directly with those that you admire and learn applicable and usable knowledge by those that are leading the way in their particular professional field. If you're interested in sharpening a particular part of your creative ability or just simply curious to see how others work and problem solve, head over to LearnSquared.com and begin your journey now. Here we go, everyone. Episode 149 with Maxim Zeskov. Let's roll. Yeah, well, first and foremost, thank you so much. I've been, again, as we were talking about, I've been wanting to have you on the collective for so long. You know, I'm a huge fan of your work. <laughs> of your work. We've we've um, collaborated quite a few times casually through different things on uh, a couple of different projects a few years ago, actually. Now, um, but yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate you spending yeah, the my time. Pleasure. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. It's my pleasure. Yeah, uh, it's it's been wow, maybe five years ago or six. We we collaborate. Started doing some projects together. It, it was. Well, almost the whole life ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, um, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of your work and I know that we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it later on. Your influences, I think in the, in the scheme of, um, of design and motion graphics and all that stuff, which I, from my perspective, you've had a significant effect, I think on a, on the industry as a whole, whether people know that or not, at least that's my perspective, but no, it's, 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 it was always really cool. And, and it was actually interesting. We had known each other through the internet for, wow. I think, yeah, like at least three or four years, just off and on, just like, Hey, look at this or look at that or <laughs> sending things that we liked or drawing something and passing it back and forth and doing really fun projects together. And it wasn't until recently we started talking via like voice and Skype and stuff, which is, yeah, just, yeah. which is funny, you know, like I think it's a testament to where we are as a society. You're all the way in Russia and I'm over here in sunny San Diego and yeah. we're in completely different atmospheres and worlds apart, but it's cool because we're able to connect on a whole different level with, with our art and the things that we love and admire and stuff, which is really cool. So yeah. Yeah. Interesting thing that, uh, oh, sorry, sorry. No, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Interesting. Uh, thing. yeah. Uh, that, uh, first time when we, um, uh, uh, talked to, to maybe, yeah, f- five years ago and um, my English was really, really terrible, but, uh, uh we, we had some universal language. It's, uh, some visual things, right. Mm. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting. So you, you, you could just, uh, speak only some, some foreign language, but communicate with the world universe. We are some visual stuff. It's pretty universal thing. Yeah, it's very universal. And it's something that 
I think is, is, uh, um, it's so special, you know, art it transcends gender, it transcends race, it tran- transcends everything. It, it, it is its own thing, which is beautiful in itself. And that's the thing I love to celebrate, especially on this show, because it's, it's, it's one of those things that I find to be incredibly pure, uh, design and, and, and art itself. And, um, just like using that as a device of communication in some capacity is really great, you know? So, yeah, I know. So it's been, it's been really awesome. And also just to kind of, you know, I have, a um, just to sit back and watch you grow and change and your art grow and change and just sit and watch it. It's so, um, it's one of my favorite things to do is be a spectator to my friend's work, you know, and, and enjoy it, <laughs> you know, as a fan, I, I, I think that's, uh, I just take great pleasure in that and the progression of things and stuff. And it's been really cool seeing you progress. There's a lot of things to talk about. Um, one of the things I want to get into, um, is something we've talked about many times before, but is, is, is you making your films, your short films and you're, you know, getting that, that energy out, getting those ideas out. What compelled, what compelled you to do that? And I know like, it's kind of interesting. You have some introspective now, um, years later, but um, let's go back to like, um, let's go back to some of your original earlier stuff, like signal, um, or recursion. Um, one of those, yeah, maybe we yeah, can talk a yeah. little bit about those, you know, um, sure. You know, what, what, okay. what sparked that interest for you to go out there and make, you know, something like that? Wow. Uh, yesterday I realized that, uh, my first short film I made, uh, 11 years ago. Wow. Mm. It's, it's insane. Uh, and um, you know, uh, I suppose the uh, tipping point and um, in my life was um, uh, 15 years ago. Uh, so I live in Ulyanovsk. It's it's uh, you know <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, and uh, it was no uh, such things uh, such thing as uh, MTV, for example, mm-hmm. when I was a teenager. Uh, but uh, when I was 14. Bam! Uh, I just uh, realized that everyone talk uh, talk about some MTV stuff, and yeah, um, the new channel appeared, and I was shocked how cool and great these things and these, um, you know. Um, so the first thing, actually, <laughs> which totally uh, blew my head off, was. Um, Mm, you know, uh, this show named, um, favorite, favorite music videos, maybe. Favorite and, music uh, videos is a show. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, idea behind it was they invited some guys, uh, some artists, uh, I mean, pop artists and some kind of, uh, so, what I saw is uh, it was uh, guys from a place, placebo and uh, they talked about, um, spoke about their influences on their music videos and they spoke only about Chris Cunningham. Hmm. And I was, wow, who is this guy? What the hell? Yeah. And, when I, and you, you know, it was a pretty bizarre moment because it, it was... Um, maybe free I am and I was almost uh, totally uh, asleep 
but bam come to daddy and it's completely <laughs> changed my mind and i suppose i i just uh, uh stopped going to school for a couple of days because i was shocked how cool how this uh, editing how grading and all these aspects of this um you know it, it's not a standard uh music video right this yeah some kind of new form of visual language this is a short film and audiovisual um, experience yeah. wow this totally uh, changed something uh, inside me because in that moment uh, i i tried to um, yeah for a couple of years i uh, studying uh, fine art because I am planning to uh, to study it at university, and it's something changed uh, inside my head. I, I realized, oh gosh, fine art is it's pretty cool, but this is something new and fresh, and I want to to create something. But I was pretty unfamiliar with software, and it was, um, you know, uh, I wanted to to do only music because I was a yeah, I thought that uh, I, I spent my whole life doing electronic music and I spent a couple of years doing it. But after that night, I realized no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I want to do only music videos yeah. and visual stuff. Yeah, it was tipping point. Yeah. And so it was, it was um, witnessing Chris Cunningham's work that was what kind of triggered that excitement for you? Yeah, yeah, totally. Because, you know, these guys from Placebo, they decided to show not only one music video from Chris, mm, but all of them, all of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was crazy, you know, Overload. 45 minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. It was extremely cool. Uh, but, you know, this story about Chris Cunningham, it's really a sad story because, uh, you know, um, Spike Jonze and uh, Chris Cunningham, they were quite, uh, uh, wow, quite close, you know, in some kind of creative music video scene. Yeah. But then something, you know, changed and uh, Spike Jonze uh, moved further, but Chris decided to quit, right? And um, yeah. not actually quit, but something happened. We don't know what, but it's it's pretty terrible thing. And um, I suppose I experienced this type of problem uh, with creativity when you you have thousands of different idea, but uh, good project is only one <laughs> percent of uh, uh, inspiration and ninety nine of perspiration. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> seen it uh, and, through. Uh, I yeah. was yeah, and I was maybe not um, familiar with you know how to deal with extremely huge projects uh, because yeah. my first short films it uh, they were um, you know maybe one or two minutes and they were totally abstract um but do you enjoy realized, doing those though did you enjoy doing yeah, those like shorter abstract experiences yeah 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 it, it was extremely great and uh, it was a great journey because mm. you know it it, it started uh, in at university when um, i studied architecture and interior design and um it was you know wow it was uh, 2002 or something and um almost everyone 
did their work um, manually. They just uh, painted something, sketched, uh, and uh, 3D software just was some new thing. And all the guys from old school guys, you know, they thought that, no, this is a terrible, you have to work <laughs> only by your hand. Sure. Computers is the, the, thing the devil. From devil yeah. yeah it's from devil <laughs> stop doing it guys you have to draw and um, use ink i remember um, hearing yeah. that too anytime anybody would say that i'd be like wow i gotta stay away from you because you're an idiot <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah wow it was crazy but um when i was 17 i realized that oh no this is so interesting and i started um uh, wow, I suppose it was 3D Studio Max uh, because it was uh, extremely popular in Russia and everyone in, um, you know, art visualization used only 3D Studio Max and V-Ray. Yeah. Mm. And um, it was really, really great. And I spent first four or five years my I mean CG in 3D Studio Max. Then I realized, oh, no. I want to move <laughs> further. I want to uh, learn Maya and blah, blah, blah. So, and, um, you know, it was extremely great period of time without some restrictions and boundaries when I just played yeah. with my, you know, passion for music, for cinematography and for some art architecture. Wow, it, it was extremely interesting you and feel great. that in your work i mean those short films i really feel somebody in love with art that's what i feel like when i watch those i feel <laughs> that the person behind making it really loves what they're doing you know like that's the universal language right like you you feel that love and you enjoy that passion of just making the things that you're interested in you know and how unique and different that is you know so yeah thanks Thanks. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the problem which appeared later that I wanted to grow and I wanted to, oh, wow, create something bigger, create something more. Wow. Why, why do we do that? Because that's funny. I mean, that a lot of artists do that. Is it because we reached like a certain thing and then we're like, okay, we've accomplished this. Let's go further. Yeah. Or is yeah. that why? It's the, the unknown, right? right? The unknown. Yeah. 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 Sometimes it's not and, good though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, for, for, for bah. so we'll, we'll and, get into uh, that. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yay. <laughs> so it, it was pretty crazy because I realized that, okay, so stop it. I have to learn new software. I have to uh, change my pipeline. I have to change my, um, wow, my approach for filmmaking. I have to change everything. Is that like and every five years you're doing that? Or when did those like big moments of like, I have to change? When did those big change moments happen for you? No, you know, uh, yeah, uh, it, it was pretty slow realization of this idea because I started to get some emails uh, uh, with some ideas. Of, hey, man, just look at this guy. Stop copying him. And I was, what? 
No, no, man. I'm just trying to uh, be aware from the internet. So, and you know, uh, because my style became some kind of popular or some, <laughs> yeah. a huge amount of people started uh, the, the globes, the the, the the spheres and stuff, right? Yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. And the grayscale and, and gorilla the, and all that stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And the other guys started spamming me that stop doing it, stop copying <laughs> these guys because. I, oh, the irony. Yeah, and you know, it was really terrible because uh, I became in, in some kind of trap uh, which I made by myself. What I had to do, <laughs> what, what the hell? I just love to do these things, but now uh, I get these stupid emails oh, screw with that some guy. kind of discouraging uh, thing. And I decided, oh no, I have to change something. I have to change myself and mm. became better and wiser <laughs> for sure <laughs> and uh, go further. Wow. And uh, I started my uh, uh, thinking about um, directing career and um, about short films with, you know, some kind of live action and with some story behind it with not as some kind of just playing with art and architecture and <laughs> cinematography, but maybe something bigger and uh, more profound, something incredibly cool. And, <laughs> yeah, and it was the bad idea. actually. <laughs> yeah. We, we, because, we talk uh, about that too, because I think we're both kind of obsessed with a lot of the similar things, yeah. which is like, we love the art, we love the visual. And then it's like, when it comes down to, putting a story together it is a whole different dynamic you know i think telling a story uh, a narrative in comparison to just creating something visually beautiful they're completely two different completely animals right totally different animals yep. you know totally it, you don't know yep. that until you go and do it though you know because you think yeah. oh i can just control this like i do you know the sphere here and i just move it around but then you're on set with actors and they're not doing what you want to, or they just look horrible. You're like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's about managing. It's not about no, some view art no. with your isolation and some <laughs> kind of geeky software uh, and art loving things. No, it's about managing and about arguing why, why you can't do it. Bah. Wow, it was terrible. But, you know, I suppose it was a great experience. Yes. Um, now I realize that, yeah, it, it was really great. It was extremely painful. I'm proud of you, it's though, man. I'm proud yeah, of you. They're not, you know, yeah. there's so many people that would just like, you know, think, oh, I know so many artists or people out there that said oh someday i'll make my thing and then i'm like shut the fuck up just go do it you know like don't yeah try don't it. just talk yeah. yeah go try it and i think um you know what really excited me about making things is probably similar to you is that i started realizing that i was critiquing people's work and i was like well, who am i to critique people's yeah, work i should try. go do it yeah. <laughs> um and then the moment you go and you take you carry that responsibility and you start to understand just how dynamically complex and hard and difficult that journey is you instantly understand just how brilliant a great film is you instantly go i yeah. can't believe that that was made i just can't fathom how difficult it must have been to create that thing you know and you have utmost respect by going through the process of it it's one of my biggest complaints with crit critics and stuff i just feel like they're completely irrelevant because they don't most yeah. of them don't even do anything so it's like why would they even have a place to stand on to say anything about people's art you know <laughs> so that's a whole other yeah. debate but anyways but i, I just want to say I, I think i commend you you know i don't I have quite a few friends and you're one of them that goes out and just does it. And I think 
that you should be proud of yourself for that because that's not easy. Even if you feel internally that you failed, I think that it's, it's, it's inspiring for your friends and other people in the artist community to see you doing what you're doing because it's a passion that you're following, you know? And yeah. it's, it's awesome, man. It's really cool. And I suppose, uh, thanks, Ash. Uh, and I suppose the main uh, things, uh, think after all these uh, roads and uh, that you have to continue doing something. You have to realize and find some, you know, some lessons in this painful process and uh, don't think that oh yeah it was extremely painful i had this period of time and why why no it was it was great actually because now i i can if i can manage 25 people i could manage myself on on the other level because i could schedule and um, some strategical thinking for a couple of months or even years. This is extremely, extremely useful thing. And yeah, it was really great. So, and yeah, uh, you, you said re really, really great about um, uh, how complex it could be. And uh, the easiest thing is just say, oh yeah, Carl Ringe, yeah, why he showed this? 47 Ronins. It's so bad film. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's really, really strange and really bad, but I spent a huge amount of time uh, reading about this, um, film and I realized, wow, this guy, he is not an idiot. This is just, you know, a really bad situation. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, because the budget was extremely huge and, uh, producers, controlled every step yeah. every pixel every piece of story every chunk of a uh, visual storyboard so the director became some uh, in the trap right because yeah. what what he could do if those guys said yeah hear the thing this actor have to speak this word and cinematographer um cameraman have to shoot it right this from this angle yeah this is really hard but his uh short film uh the gift right for yeah. phillips he made it wow mm -hmm. this beautiful. it, it, it yeah. was a beautiful yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so w when he was uh you know an artist uh, in filmmaking he was extremely good yeah. but when when you have to deal with this amount of you know, poli politics yeah. and some human relationships. Wow. It's, it's really hard. Super. It's hard. really hard. Yeah. yeah. It's complicated because you're like, you said it perfectly. Um, directing is actually not about necessarily like creating great art. <laughs> not necessarily. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. parts of it that is, I think for my, maybe I would like, I'd love to hear you add to this because my description of what a director is after going and trying it myself is, is, a great director facilitates the, the, the most amazing, uh, energy and the most amazing output of the team around him or her. And also has incredible taste that he, he or she manages to communicate the most efficient right. way. And that's what a, a great director really is, is great taste, great communication, and, um, like is able to rally people behind him or her to, you know, put the vision out there. 
And that's really what director is, you know, I, and I was lost. I thought director was different things, you know, I was like, maybe I want to yeah, just be a director of photography yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah. You know but maybe I don't want like, cause like the director's role yeah. is like one of the worst roles I think in the film. Cause it's like, it's you, in the you universe. Can, yeah. Well, cause you carry all that responsibility. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, if a film's great, everybody's like, you're the best director. If a film's crap, you're like, you're the freaking worst person in the world. Like <laughs> we all hate you, you know, just die. Yeah. You know? Like it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it yeah. makes it really hard. What, what do you think is it? What makes a great director and from your experience? Well, uh, what I found that, uh, you know, some kind of energizing, you have to, uh, yeah, you have to manage huge amount of things and the, the terrible thing, the worst thing for me was that you were far away from the visual. Yeah. You, you just have to deal with scheduling, with negotiations, <laughs> with everyday lists, endless lists, and some kind of uh, politics behind it. Because this guy hates this guy, and you have to finish the project, but you have to some kind of, wow, lie <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> wow, you know, and lie for yourself that you love it. Yeah. It was the terrible thing that every morning, you know, I, I'm an artist and I hate this. Well, how to describe it? I hate this uh, false energizing in some point. Sure. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm quite a, you know, I am um, person who love to be alone in his small room and just do some art and read about art and talk about art. Sure, yeah. (laughs) yeah, There's nothing uh, wrong with that, though, you know? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) There isn't, you know, because I think that's where you are, You who you are, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think it's funny because we have some parallels, you know? Like, oh, we need to be this person, or this person did that. We got to try that. It's like, maybe, no. Maybe we just want to make the art we want to make when we make it, you know, and that's it, you know? And... And maybe we just enjoy that process rather than trying to force ourselves to be somebody that we're not really interested in being, you know, I don't know. Maybe you changed, you maybe. had a change of heart. Are, are you, do you still, are you, you know, like the last film was it Sputnik? Was the last one? The, yeah, it yeah. was Sputnik. And after Sputnik, uh, actually it was really successful, yeah. extremely successful, you know, because I got a huge amount of uh, really crazy emails from from the really top guys from the uh, f- film industry. Awesome. You know, and uh, in a couple of months, I realized that I spent every day for uh, five hours doing some conversations and uh, writing some scripts and reading some scripts from screenwriters because uh, a couple of studios decided to push my uh, this short film and, um, give me some kind of green light for my next short film to, to use it, you know, some kind of as a spec pitch for a feature film. Mm. And, uh, they almost connected a couple of, um, good screenwriters. And I said, no, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it was, it was really, really crazy story. So I, I spent f- four years. Yeah, almost four years with my uh, both short uh, films. Uh, and uh, then I, I got this, you know, 
dreamy email from the Hollywood. Yeah, man. Yeah, let's start it. <laughs> and, and in a couple of uh, weeks, I realized that no, no way. What is it? What, what did you learn? It, like, it, why? Wow, because I don't want to spend all my life uh, reading uh, scripts, <laughs> uh, writing scripts, yeah. and speaking to people about possibilities. That's this exactly is, it. That's yeah, this is that's exactly what it is. Yeah, because yeah, I, I have friends that are doing it, Yay. and that's what they do. They they spend their time endless pitching. They, no, they, they don't get paid. And they read these endless scripts. Some are good, some are bad, and they'll, some of them will never get made. And they're just like, oh, maybe someday I'll be able to make my own film. And the truth of the matter is, if you want to make your own film, you just go and do it. You know, yeah. Like there, there, you could well, buy a camera that is if, like anybody could afford these cameras almost at this point now. To, yeah. You could, you could have a decent, ready to go system to go and make a decent short film for like twenty thousand dollars or something it's yeah. not film that much story. money yeah the film is story exactly yeah and that's something that yeah. we've we've learned through the process of <laughs> trying yeah. you know god bless <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you god yeah now we know it yeah it's a journey it's a definite journey that is you know i i'm i i i, I um applaud you i think that's brilliant foresight to see that because you know you go through the process of this and you don't you don't realize when you go through this you have um you're like blind to the reality right yeah you know, sure you, you we grew up watching et and all you know jurassic park and all these amazing films and in our minds we're thinking <laughs> yeah oh they just kind of went out and just made these films and um but the reality of it is the system is completely different from, I think, what we would have anticipated, you know? <laughs> Yay, totally. Yeah, Yay. To- completely. And completely. I'm living vicariously through a couple of close friends of mine. And honestly, w- by watching what they're going through, it's completely, uh, it doesn't make me interested in it at all anymore. I'm like, I don't want to do that. And if I ever go to make my own films, which I will, I will just make them the way I want to make them on my own time with the people that I want to, because the film process is all about those people that you spend time with. That's really what it is. It's it's not about anything else. Really. It's about the process of doing that with people that you care about and making those memories. And it's like family basically, you know? So, but everybody has a different desire and interest. You know, some people want to make big explosions like Michael Bay and some people want to make like heartfelt dramas like Tom Ford or something. I don't know, you know? So, um, yeah, but that's really cool. So you, you, you got that realization. So you went out, you made Sputnik was your goal to, when you made Sputnik to go out and get an audience to, to capture the Hollywood, you know, people, or what was your goal with that? Was it just to get it out there or what? Yeah. Uh, so actually, uh, yeah, my goal was to move, uh, you know, I planned this project as a step in into new territory, mm. into filmmaking in some kind of with some big budgets. And uh, because, you know, uh, 2010 uh, was extremely about create a spec and get a green light. Mm. Uh, it's um, uh, Rory Robertson. It was about uh, Neil Blomkamp and all this buzz around. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. So you have to uh, create something really good. Yeah. And don't worry, guys will definitely come and give you 
or whatever you want. But, you know, <laughs> true, <laughs> we are in 2017, it's quite different. Yeah, it, it changed. In, yeah. in nowhere, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, Ruari is in, I suppose, in bad situation too. <laughs> Maybe it's a, it's a strange, but after I saw, uh, I watched Leviathan, uh, I was shocked. What am I doing? Hmm. I'm sitting here and I'm trying to create a short film. Ruari Roberts, this is, he's a genius. He, he shot his first short film, uh, 50% gray when he was 19. He was, yeah. uh, was nominated for an, for an Oscar. Wow. Oscar nominee. How cool is it? Why I am doing it? Because such a great guys already there, but okay. Leviathan buzz for uh, two weeks uh, on the internet and um, I suppose it's still in production hell. Production hell is a key word. Yeah. I love this word. Yeah. <laughs> production hell. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's it just a, sits some there. Kind of big just, mark. Yeah. It's like purgatory almost or something like that. You know, it just sits there um, and it's constantly like just um, a lot of times I found that it's just people want to waste your time or they don't. It's weird, man. I don't know. <laughs> It's really weird. It's really, really weird. sad. It's really sad. Yeah. I yeah, just figured yeah, extremely. it's almost like, you know, it's a responsibility thing. I think if you really want to make something and if you can't afford to make it, then, then don't, you need to figure out a way to make it happen, you know? And if it's really something that you're incredibly passionate about, you'll figure it out. You know, you'll learn how to animate, you'll learn how to sculpt, you learn how to do whatever those things, you learn how to act, you learn how to write. Um, I think the worst thing is just to be like, I'm going to have throw money at it to solve it. That's not the right way to do it. You know, I think that's yeah, the wrong um, way. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, I suppose you're familiar with uh, Stephen King book, How to Write a Book. I love that right? book. Yeah. And, yeah Stephen King on writing. My yeah. favorite. Yeah. 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 And uh, what I loved uh, in this book that he, who is an artist? It's a guy who just sits every day and create something. And uh, this tool, which he uses is his you know, some kind of voice which he used to convey his ideas, his thoughts, and he could master this craft and uh, spend the whole life doing it. But in film industry, it's completely different. You just, this is a war every day, but not with yourself as as with the artists, right, doing, but with the, uh, the other people, with their egos, uh, egos and uh, their problems. And it was extremely, extremely good to read uh, how Stephen King works. Yeah. Because it's, he just gets you know, in there and he works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's all about the work, you know, and it's about work. nothing and nothing else matters. It really doesn't. Once you realize yeah. that and you, and you, and you sacrifice to yourself to the idea that if you want to be a master at it, you, you have to sit at the table and you have to be and work. You have to work. You just have to do it. And when you die, when you're done here, you will be judged by that. I really believe that. Yeah. I think that's what, that's all that matters. You know, like, you, you know, you, you have your family and your loved ones and the people that you care about the outside world, the way they'll project against you is, is your work and your work is, is it breaks down to your dedication and discipline 
and putting in the time to do it. That's all it is. You know, it sounds so simple, but so many people lack that ability. I think, you know, I think that's a big issue. And that's one thing I took from that book. I love that book because Stephen King to me is this, you know, he's like, he's like a superhero, you know, he's like, who's this guy? He makes a freaking so many books, you know, so many influential horror films, like books. Right, right. How the hell do you do that? Yeah. Yeah, How is it possible to spend, um, to use this creativity as your daily routine? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Because this is a vital thing uh, in art, uh, and maybe not in art, in sports, uh, in 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 all fields, right? This yeah. is a vital thing. And um, a couple of years ago, I I got a really really great book. It named uh, Wow. Actually, it uh, in Russian, but I will try uh, try to. Wow. Well, wait a second. Um, boom, boom, boom. I love books. Yeah. I read them all the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, it's na- uh, named um, Genius uh, Genius Routine, and uh, author is Mason Carey. Mason but, Carey. Okay, cool. Yeah. We have links, yeah. like, for people that listen to the podcast, we have, like, links on the store, too. Or, like, not the yeah, store, but in the... I will, I will try to uh, yes. get the precise name uh, in English for this book. Oh, Daily Rituals. Oh, the Daily yeah. Rituals How of Geniuses? Daily Um, No, just daily rituals, uh, how artists work. Yeah, Mason Curie. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, Yeah, so, you know, this book, it's totally changed something in my head because this is really great because, you know, it's maybe um, 200 pages and each page contained one story about one huge artists for example leonardo da vinci or mm. leo tolstoy or um, some uh edison uh stephen king and this is quite extremely short you know only one page and this page uh explain how his daily routine works and this is extremely cool oh that's so, great because you get to yeah it's like the magic you know you get to see the magic happening yeah, and uh, wow, it, it was so great to read how actually you have to work with your creativity because creativity is is it's great. Yeah, okay, I could <laughs> uh, create things uh, every day, but to set your mind in a good pace, this is a vital thing yeah. because uh, y- you know I. I support Suppose you had the same problems with some uh, lack of sleep and doing work for 25 hours uh, <laughs> uh, without stop. But yeah, it's extremely productive. Uh, 25 hours of work. How cool. <laughs> but then a week off because you're tired. Because you're spent, because, yeah. Because you burned, yeah. you, you wasted all your gas. You burned. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. And this... Uh, this book is so good. It's just showed that there are no such thing as genius. There are no such things as a great artist. No, this is story only about that good artists could manage themselves and became great artists, right? It's like in book mastery 
love must read. Uh, so, I love that book. Wow. Yeah. yeah, must Big read. Big thanks so. to Vitaly. Vitaly, me, Vitaly, Maché, and I, we share our books, um, and we're, we we probably read, I don't know, four to eight books a month, or we listen to them. I'll get you in yeah. on that loop if you want, because we smashed through so many yeah, sure. books. I think you'd like that, because if you love Mastery, I'm reading the the other book, Mastery, right now, which is really, really good. Um it's uh let me find the the author i'll send it to you yeah um, actually it's in my uh, list uh, i i listen to vitaly podcast and uh, with machi and yeah, oh, perfect I with down, yeah mastery with george leonard that's the one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so this good one. Yeah, yeah i'm reading that right now it's really really good yeah, yeah it's cool. actually it was kind of interesting because um in the book he had these really profound things that you said about I think it's Aikido that is is the martial art that the guy martial the author, art, yeah, yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's it's the martial art that the author is is he's a black belt in but he was talking about the the plateau of success and how difficult it is and um jiu-jitsu is very difficult as well and, and it's 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 a process that I've been learning slowly to get better at and today I actually spoke with my instructor who's like he's one of the world's best Giovanni he's amazing I'm so blessed to be able to learn under a master basically mm-hmm. a young prodigy basically a genius what you know we quote unquote genius but he's just dedicated he's completely like he, the way we are with art that's what he is with jujitsu and i had like this really great conversation with him saying like i'm reading this book it's really touching me it's making me think about like jujitsu more and like how i want to be better at it and how i know the way mm-hmm. i can be better is by spending more time and dedicating that focused energy with you and having you look at me and point out my flaws, but also give me the strength to um, say, be better at it, you know, to find my weaknesses and complement them with the strengths and stuff. And so it was great. We had an amazing conversation and I was thinking to myself, like how amazing this voyage of jujitsu is. Like it's such a, a mind, body, spiritual experience that transcends years of my life and like how that actually influences my art. I take all these things that I learned from jiu-jitsu and I put them into my art. And I think of like myself as like Olympic athlete, you know, like how does an Olympic athlete approach art? You know, like I used to think as a, as a kid, and I think we should talk about this a little bit more, but like that creativity just comes in people that are great. Just it naturally just happens. And I I don't believe in that at all anymore because that's just bullshit. You know, it's like (laughs) you sit down and you, 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 a, a professional sits down and you get to work and there's no artist block. That's bullshit. You just get to work and that's it. And the art pours through you as it goes through in increments, you know, and you let it out and then you research, you fill your brain and you let it out. You research. It's like breathing, exhale, intake, inhale, exhale, you know, and, and that's the way it works for me. At least that's the thing I finally have over the years discovered personally. I don't, I don't know if it's the same for you, but it's been an amazing um, few years of just opening up all this kind of like logic and knowledge and um, practices, you know, daily rituals and stuff that add up to really amazing. Um, I don't know, just a really great life, I guess, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, it was, wow, it was three years ago. Uh, I was on vacation uh, with my girlfriend and um, I, bought a couple of books um it was maybe four or five books um for two weeks and um first book was uh, murakami Haruki, uh, from haruki murakami what i talk about when i talk about um, running hmm. wow uh, i really love uh, murakami from my wow 
I was a teenager and I loved Murakami and I spent all my life doing um, some kind of inspiration, um, getting some inspiration from Haruki. And I actually, I thought that this book is some kind of new novel. Uh, I was not quite familiar what, what is it, mm-hmm. uh, but it, uh, it became autobiography. And uh, in this autobiography, he explained his daily uh, routine and uh, how running changed his life, mm. you know. And I, I was so far away from sports because, wow, I was an artist and um, I used to do some boxing and taekwondo when I was 10 or something. But uh, then I realized, no way. I'm a musician. I'm an artist. I want (laughs) to smoke cigarettes. I want to drink wine. And I want to only um, doing some art. And you know, this book totally, totally changed something. And I realized, wow, he's doing um, this interesting thing. He's just running every morning. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's really interesting. I, maybe I have to try it. Hmm. Maybe. So, uh, after our uh, vacation, I came back uh, to home, uh, bought, um, some running shoes and, uh, I took a, a run. Wow. It, it was extremely painful. <laughs> it, it's, it, it was so bad. And I thought, Whoa, no, <laughs> this no, sucks. I, I, hey, yeah, Murakami, what are you doing, yeah. man? Stop it. It's terrible. <laughs> so, and, uh, you know, but then I realized, wow, it's, it's really strange because after this 45 minutes run, hmm. I could concentrate on my work extremely yes i could you know some kind of meditating yeah, yeah i yeah. i could uh start working with maybe 300 percent uh because something turned off some kind of um you know, some like a noise, which always was in my head. Yeah. With some clutter, kind of, the internet distractions. Yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. noise. Yeah. Noise. Um, and I decided, okay, I will try to run one month every morning just to try it, how it works. And, and I started and, uh, wow, I spent, 10 months uh, in a row I, I uh, was running 10 wow. months that's awesome yeah how yeah, when did yeah. the pain start to to kind of fall away when did your body start to get in the rhythm and were you were you doing it every day uh three weeks uh yeah uh, I, I did it every day uh but after two weeks i realized that oh no i i, I can't continue it because it's so painful my legs <laughs> it's what wow, it's incredibly well, on your knees and, um, and stuff and your lungs yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff it, yeah. crazy crazy and uh, i started reading some books about uh, run running and uh, i found some uh, techniques how to start running oh yeah how to what are those uh, Oh, wow. I will send you a link because, uh, uh, Leonard, uh, wow. I, I can't recall. It, it was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and wow, it was extremely interesting. And this guy 
um, you know, he told um, about run running, not as about running, but about some kind of meditation, mm. uh, about some kind of inner process of uh, self improvement. Wow, it was really interesting because I spent 20 eight years without it and yeah, uh, yeah. I, I thought that okay i i i'm okay why i have to run but you know it's it's totally changed uh, my daily routine yeah. because my girlfriend she was extremely sports uh, girl and she loved skiing she loved swimming and uh, even running um and uh, you know i, I suppose I got some kind of influential from from her and then I started doing it and I realized, oh no, why why I spent so huge amount of time thinking that sport uh, sports is some kind of victim and uh, well, this of course, because that's how that yeah. gets, it's that's how it's portrayed in the public. You know, that's yeah. that's kind of like how they sport and art. It's a quite different things. They're, and they they're so similar though. Together. Yeah, yeah, they can be similar. I think it's just in your approach, you know, and how you work with it. I don't like, I'm not a huge team sports fan, but I see the benefits of them incredibly because as a species, that's how we survive, you know, like we yeah, survive yeah, that. Sure. So you, that's, yeah. Exactly. And that's how you learn how to communicate on a very deep level. If you're doing sports at a very high level, you know, um, and there's a huge benefits to that. But I think the one thing I was going to say about running, I, I don't do it because my knees are messed up um, and I don't like to do it, but mm -hmm. I would, I would cycle mm -hmm. do like, I have like a, yeah, an yeah, awesome bike and I would go very far. I'd do like 40, 60 miles or something. Wow. And, and, and <laughs> wow. so, you know, you get into that. I'm a little extreme. So when I start to do shit, yeah. I go kind of nuts. So, um, but when I start to get into that rhythm of breathing, the tantric breathing, you just kind of, you know, you kind of, your brain, you, yeah, you, yeah. You, everything in the world kind of, it's, it's quiet, you know, and, and, and all you care about is, is your breathing and what's right in front of you. And that, um, for an artist, I think it's incredibly beneficial, especially artists in the digital age where we have millions of distractions like this podcast <laughs> pulling at your attention <laughs> or these audiobooks pulling at your attention or your family life or some asshole on Twitter being a dick or somebody, you know, like <laughs> anybody, <laughs> um, you have all these different distractions and noise in your ears and your head. I could, I don't know if you've ever tried meditation. I, I had a really hard time. I need a teacher or somebody cause I had a hard time really going deep into that properly. Have you ever tried that? Wow. You know, I found that running is some kind of meditation because, yeah. uh, the interesting story that, um, Murakami, uh, said in his book that he, so actually Murakami is a huge fan of, um, music mm -hmm. and, uh, all his novels, it's about music <laughs> yeah. and, um, uh, even, um, his autobiography, it's about music too. And, uh, he said that he loved to, um, run in central park, uh, with, um, uh, Rolling Stones. Hmm. And uh, I thought that, okay, uh, Rolling Stones, uh, and I will try. I'm not a huge fan, but uh, why not? Hmm. Uh, I'm open for, for some new, Good for you. new things. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, uh, first couple of weeks, I used to run with, uh, with headphones and some music inside. Yeah. And uh, inside my head. 
you know. <laughs> yeah. And um, what I found, yeah, uh, I found uh, that uh, on a, you know, third week, my uh, iPhone just turned off because it was extremely cold outside and battery. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, beautiful Russian yeah. winters or what? Yeah, minus 25. Oh, my uh, God. Celsius. Yay. <laughs> Welcome. And that's when you're so, running too, huh? Man, I yeah, love your yeah. dedication. You know, that's great. <laughs> yeah, because you, you could, uh, everyone could run when it's sunny and great weather. No, yesterday was actually minus two and Ew. crazy, crazy um, wind, maybe 25 meters per second. Oh, man. And it was, Ew. yeah. And the cold and, wind. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to really no, want to be dedicated to do it. So. Yeah, uh, one hour in the morning and yeah, you could spend all day thinking about some, you know, some main things without some clear instructions. Your, clear your mind then. Huh? Clear, yeah, it's some kind of meditation. So, and uh, about um, this moment uh, three years ago, uh, so my uh, iPhone just uh, turned off uh, and I just uh, realized that, okay, I'm running without music. Hmm, hmm. really strange thing. I, I'm listening uh, <laughs> somehow my shoes, um, just uh, creating really interesting sound. Yeah, it sounds really great, yeah. Wow, uh, I can hear some birds, I can hear some wind, uh, and and in, in 20 minutes with this um, running without music, I got a first running high. I was totally, I, I was not prepared for it because, you know, um, I thought that you just run and you get pleasure from, from the process and you get some benefit after you um, ran and yeah, in your like work. later on, but, right? Yeah. yeah, but I was not prepared for running high. Hmm. Uh, and when I first time experienced it, it was, wow, it was, you know, the best thing in the world. Yeah. Because it's just like a, some kind of, uh, wow, it's hard to explain because it's not uh, about drugs. It's the different uh, natural thing. It's internal. Yeah. yeah. It's earned yeah. too as well. Like that's, I get that with jujitsu too. Like uh, jujitsu is like all about emptying your mind. You empty your mind like constantly empty your mind. You're, you're trying to fight your for your life, but you empty your mind. Quiet your mind, quiet your mind, empty your mind, silence your mind. And then the moment that you do without saying silence your mind, quiet your mind, that's, um, the, that's, the, that's the moment you hit the high. You know, you, and then you're just kind of, <laughs> everything quiets. It's quiet. And everything quiet, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. It's great. It's beautiful, yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's, I think it's something that we were really quite um adverse to. it's very unique and different because um especially for us i think more than ever and in this is something you'll read a lot in these books that i'll send along to you um one of them is deep work um it's a really interesting book but it's it mm -hmm. like you have to fight for your attention now like you have to fight to have silence yeah and, and, right. and you know like um i find myself like addicted not addicted. I, I try to be much more conscientious of it now, but like addicted to just like haptic feedback. Like, oh, I posted something up. How does somebody like it? 
you know yeah. who liked my post who liked yeah. it oh you know what they say friends. Yeah. yeah oh my friends and the, it's all yeah. distraction and it's, it's 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 a distraction from a from a a, a dopamine hungry mind that wants to have those intra, like those those constant like reactions basically um and it's it's not it's it's because uh we're so new with the internet i think as a species we're not we're not trained properly to how to use it i'm starting to realize that i don't want to use it much anymore like in certain ways you know like i want to silence it more and just go deeper inside my own mind that i makes spent sense, so. four years uh, without internet oh wow and i got yeah yeah almost without internet and i got that uh i'm I'm in trap. There are no uh, emails. <laughs> Everyone just <laughs> think that I'm just copying uh, about guys who is copying the guys who copied my works. <laughs> and uh, I was just so depressed. Oh. Four years or five years, you know, when uh, Facebook appeared uh, and Instagram, I realized, no, I want this level of calmness and um, I want to concentrate on my creativity, not on social media. Yeah. And I spent four years even, I suppose uh, I, I even uh, turned off my uh, website for a couple of years. Wow. And, I think uh, I remember I thought, that too, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was so crazy. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and you know, uh, I, I don't get a huge uh, enlightenment. and I, I don't get a huge... Mm, you know, some kind of breakthrough in my work. What I get is now uh, I'm off the business <laughs> in some point because sure, sure. I spent yeah <laughs> I spent five or four years out of out of the world out of the industry and it was crazy. Yeah, but it, it was a great um, experiment. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's cool though. I mean, it's good to have that as a contrast because now you don't you're using Instagram and all that kind of stuff, which is interesting. You know, like. I think it's, I think if anything, um, Joe Rogan said it perfectly, like everything in moderation, even moderation. And, yeah. you know, if you, I think <laughs> you sound kind of like an extreme person too. You read a book and then you'll hear something from somebody you admire and then you just go do it, you know? And I think I'm the same way. And I think one thing to learn for me as I go through it is like, sometimes it's good to just kind of test things out, sample them, experience them as you go and see yeah. what works as you go. You know, I think we're all failing every day. We fail as we learn and we progress. And I think that's the beauty of like what it is to be a human, uh, is experiencing these things and like letting, yeah, you know, that's process of learning. Yeah. yeah. It's failing. And that's, that's part of being an artist really. You know, I think, you know, do you believe in artist block? Do you, do you, did you have that before? Do you have the problem with that anymore? Or do you, what, how do you approach that? Yeah, you know, uh, I don't believe in artist block. I believe in management uh, management block. You know, management <laughs> uh, managing yeah myself because I I I'm sure that you could create things if you set up things around you uh, around uh, you uh, perfectly. If you have a great software, uh, no matter tools, right? Uh, if you have a great uh, rights, if you have a great um, uh, relationships, if you construct the whole universe, which works in perfect scenario, and it could gives you this, you know, silence to listen to yourself here it is. Creativity will come. Yeah. Immediately. It is. Yeah. Once you have that clarity of mind 
it just kind of pours, you know, um, I have to have people write to me and I'm not sure if you have the similar emails where they say, I'm, I'm having a hard time. I, I, I'm not inspired. I am losing my track of vision, uh, my focus, my passions. And, and oftentimes I just, my best advice is to, to, to calm yourself, to, to silence everything and to remember those moments that you were a child and you loved what you were doing, whatever that yeah. might be, you know, the cartoons you watched or the films you watched or the books yeah. that you read and go back to that moment where you fell in love and re reignite that flame internally. And before you know unique. it, yep. yeah, everybody's unique. You know, some people yeah. would watch like a musical or something and get inspired to go yeah. do a dance or something. And that's beautiful. And it's just moments in time where your neurons in your brain chart to freaking go crazy for some random reason. And all this dopamine just dumps into your brain and creates this epic moment of a memory Sometimes we will sit there and we'll watch like Star Wars in the theater as a kid. And you're like, what the hell is this? I'm, I'm so swept up in this because that medium is so good at sweeping people up and it cha it changes people's lives, you know, or Blade yeah, Runner yeah, or sure, whatever. Sure. I mean, for me, it was like watching the labyrinth and stuff like that. Like, wow, this is so crazy. Like, look at this yeah. world. It's so like, you know, figured out and discovered and so interesting and like, it's uh, last night I was watching Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory and I'm like, this is such a freaking amazing movie, man. Like it's brilliant. Yeah. Like through like amazing story, amazing just through and through designed. Like the singing is amazing. Like I don't even like singing and musicals. I hate them usually. <laughs> and I, yeah. I totally forgot it was a musical because it was so well done. It was so seamless, you know? So, but that's what I do. I don't know. Is that some similar advice when you encounter somebody that's asking for that kind of stuff? Wow, I suppose it's a really great uh, advice that uh, it, uh, you know, yeah, th th there is no such thing as um, some regular uh, receipt for for creativity. Yeah, because everyone's so unique, and you have to only you know, <laughs> right? The key, this, uh, the, yeah. the, the key, the answer is in your head. So uh, I could recall the the moment uh, in my childhood uh, when um, me and my friend we spent wow days uh, drawing um, cities it, it was really <laughs> crazy we, we were really fascinated by uh, aliens uh, franchise alien aliens yeah of course uh, yeah and uh, my friend he was uh, four years older than me uh, i was seven uh, he was 11 uh, and um I, you know, uh, we created really uh, weird thing. We watched um, films and then we tried to um, recreate some kind of um, plans for 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 design of these ships. For example, yeah. we drew some kind of maps of these uh, environments, and then so we cool. tried to create uh, our own environments and our own cities. Wow, it, it was really crazy because he already. Um, wow, maybe it was some kind of special school when he studied. Um, some kind of technical drawing or something. He was really good with perspective and I was terrible. I was seven and, and I had no idea how <laughs> he created these perspective things. Sure. He just, uh, uh, wow, it was some kind of magic. And uh, 
wow, it's uh, 24 years uh, goes by. And I recall, I, I could recall this moment in 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 the details because i remember how vivid uh, vividly i i felt this passion for for designing thing and i was only seven you know and i suppose yeah this is some kind of uh, moment in your life which could be you know your perfect place yeah but yeah. the perfect place for your creativity when you could uh, just uh, get endless amount of ideas and passion yeah yeah no and i think what an amazing mental exercise that is you know and i think that it's you said it perfectly like only you you me and anybody out there knows the key to your internal happiness isn't that beautiful right. like you know the key to the fortress you just have to figure out how to activate it you know and i think that's amazing yep. and the moment that you do the moment that you basically kind of um commit yourself to understanding what that key is and and dedicate your life to that focus the bounties in which you receive is insurmountable you don't even understand how great that fountain can be of like just pure joy you know like and yeah. i think that's the great things and i that's what i think is really interesting i wanted to talk about those the films and the process of that and i, I really commend you for like looking at the perspective of okay i'm gonna do the film thing and then you go well i don't want to do those because that just means i gotta read a bunch of shitty scripts or good ones uh you know projects will take years five years ten years it'll be a painful process and i'm much happier just doing what i want to do when i want to do it at my own pace that makes me happy it's almost like somebody would have come in when you're with your friend drawing the cities and they're like starting to make it all complicated and, and horrible and making rules and, and destroying the, 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 the drive and energy and the beauty and the purity of it. I think there's a really interesting shift that's happening now for artists and people like yourself who are multidisciplined and you know, we're going to get into, we're going to talk a little bit about the VR phase. Cause I know you're shifting towards that, but we're getting yeah. to a phase where you can make anything and share that with people at a multiple dimensional like experience. And I think without the need of a producer or whatever, you know, I don't think like the, the need for making those kind of films are slowly, slowly falling yeah, like away, a, you know? Right. Right. Uh, like in the music industry. Yeah, right? exactly. When you could be your, uh, your producer, your, everyone uh, one man orchestra right yeah, yeah. you have to just create something and distribute it uh, in on itunes or something there you yeah, go uh, yeah and actually it was extremely painful thing uh, when i started doing my short films back in 2005 i i just spent days doing it i, I was happiest man in the world because i knew that this is the thing which I want to do. But, um, you know, when, when I started at university, I, I just uh, uh, did it only um, made it because because I, I had this passion without some strategy behind it. But when I add some strategy, I suppose I ruined everything. Yeah, because uh, passion and these artistic things, this is so pure and so virgin that when you start talking about money, 
when you start talking um, and thinking about strategy for uh, your next project, you can ruin it. You can just, uh, you know, kill this thing. And I suppose I, um, for a, for a, some uh, some period of time, I, I killed this process because I tried to start thinking about this process as um, some kind of in uh, commercial ways. And it, it was no way for for Gamrod. It was no way for uh, these um, tutorials. So you just create short films. Everyone loves it. They copy uh, you, it. Yeah, copy it. And uh, then you get an email like an hour later. <laughs> yeah. You're just ripping that guy off. Who's ripping you yeah. off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it was <laughs> good spirit, great though. time. Yay. It is what it is. Yeah, it's the internet. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, it was uh, 2005. It was it was the moment when uh, it was no YouTube. You know, <laughs> it yeah. was really Damn. crazy. You're dating yourself. Doing, yeah, short films when uh, <laughs> there was no YouTube. What and, would you um, do? You just had a website and you just post the um, the v- oh, movie file or something or what? Uh, it, it was a um, site called xplsv.tv. Oh, okay. And it was the first um, platform for create- creativity in... Um, animation it was before motion graphics uh, motion graphics word became popular uh it it was just in some short animated films which people use uh do 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 using for after effects and some 3d software sharing and uh, yeah and it was uh, the first platform then it's uh, just um uh, wow, I'm not sure. I suppose it's closed in a couple of years because... Uh, Who are you, when, 60 uh, years old Dino? now? How old are you, Max? Yeah, I'm uh, 31. Oh, yeah. You're, I'm, th- I'm two years older than you, but you've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, I started in, uh, when, when I was 17. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. awesome, though. You've been dedicated yeah. for a long time. Yeah, wow, crazy. And, um, you know, uh, the craziest idea that um about short films um 10 years ago was okay you could create short films on your daily basis uh 10 short films a year okay what next yeah. you, you, you you will get thousands of emails you would get you you would be the popular man on the internet okay and <laughs> cool. what next yeah where's cool. the money yeah okay. where's the money yeah. <laughs> where the <laughs> money basically guys? pay the bills yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it was um, a really painful thing uh that um i thought that it's um some kind of dead end yeah. Why I have to continue doing it? Um, it's no way to monetize it in some point. Okay, I'm doing it. I am sometimes. Yeah, uh, I'm. I got some commissions, but wow, w- work was terrible because these uh, people was uh, really far from animation, motion graphics, and they were far from. Uh, you know, from the idea that I'm doing it by myself. I can't 
talk to you guys for five times a day uh, for um, <laughs> endless conversations about every pixel which I'm doing. So it, it, it was. Yeah, it that's so, I hate that. They're like, hey, let's have a bunch of calls. And we're going to talk to you for hours. And then when you we get done with calls, you got to go do it. And you're like, well, how do you expect me to do all this work when I'm spending <laughs> freaking half the day talking, talking with you? No, I'm very, I'm very like stern about them. Like, no, I got to get off this phone. Like, I, I don't want to sit here. Like, I'm, it's really awesome to talk with you right now. And you sound like a really nice person. But I like if I don't get this done, then nothing means anything, you know, like, come on, let yeah. me go do my work. <laughs> I'm very but, I'm very stringent about it these days. I'm just like, let me get my work done. And because because yeah. you wouldn't like me if I didn't get the work done. This is why you're paying me. And yeah, I've had nightmares of jobs like that. Just sitting there and talking, wasting time. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, nowadays. The whole industry is totally changed. Now yeah. you could be an artist and get uh, get money, and you could live uh, only to be an artist uh, with these, you know, pa- short films, Patreon, and some, and yeah, tutorials, and um, some kind of uh, merchandising or something. Yeah, it's it's possible when you when you have a couple of hundreds uh, followers. Yeah. Yeah. People who really respect what you're doing, people who are really understand the amount of pain and effort which you create on your day to day routine because you are the artist and this is your project from from the very beginning to the to the fi- final yeah. and this is a great moment it's great and yeah uh, yeah this it's is the power a- goes back into the the hands of the creator which is most important it doesn't get delineated and ruined and it's just like music like you said music is perfect because it's the trend in which it has happened already and motion and film and all that stuff are they're right and they're falling right behind it where they really are and i think like having things like patreon or um uh, like what are you, the gum roads or even like, um, we have like learn squared, you know, like you go out, you make your work, you get, you get your name, you expose yourself and people follow you and you yeah. go and share that secret with everybody. And people will go, I want to, f- I want to learn your secrets. I want to learn from you because I love your work. And you share that with them and you learn through the process of that. And that's just so cool. You know, like it's a, it's like a circle now. It was like a weird triangle stopping, like triad weird thing. And now it's like it's becoming a circle again, which is great. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's I was all, all, always envious about uh, um, musicians because you you could be a musician and you could spend all your life uh, in your studio doing some uh, recordings and um, new singles. And uh, there are labels who could promote you, who could uh, give you some uh, advice or who could um, even um, launch your uh, new track or something. But it was no no such things, uh, such thing for uh, visual short films. Mm. Yeah, it it was some kind of festivals, but (laughs) you have to pay. You have to pay that. I've never done this. I don't believe in that, man. Like I've I've had people like, hey, you want to submit? Yeah, you want to submit your art and then you pay us money. I'm like, are you crazy? I'm not going to pay you money. I'll go put it on Vimeo (laughs) or something. I don't give a crap. I don't care if somebody sees it or not at this point. Like, you know, I think um, Tom York and Radiohead, they said it pretty perfectly. And I think it, I don't know if you relate to this, but the, the saddest moment to them when they make a record is the moment they release it. 
it's always the saddest moment for me too. It's like, I got to get, it's done. It's not mine anymore. You know, it's sad because it, it once was, and now it becomes like the, the, the property of commenters on the internet, which is like, this sucks. Oh, this is not even good. (laughs) I could, I could create it better. Yeah. I could do it better. I created this shitty result. (laughs) What the hell? But then you get a lot of people that love it too. Great. Yeah. Yeah, Haters are perfect guys. (laughs) So especially I love some kind of retrospective in their feelings. Oh yeah, your pre- your previous film was better than this shit. <laughs> Next one will be the same. Oh yeah, okay, okay. But your previous was better than this shit. So you, it is great. So guys, this is so motivating. Well, oh, thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's true. And those people are just sad. They're just not going to do anything with themselves. And besides from spending five seconds to just throw out a piece of shit comment on people, which is like, pfft, you know, what a waste. I, I just their yeah. rituals. Yeah. It is their rituals. Exactly. <laughs> it's a sad ritual that they're just kind of sad, lost and um, have no value and nobody cares about them. And they obviously want to get that out into the world. So they just kind of let that go. I was actually watching this interesting documentary on Netflix there and I, I there was um, this film called Indie Game. Yeah, have you oh, seen love it? Love yeah, it. So good. So good. Yeah, um, yeah. There's another one film about independent industry yeah yeah exactly independent film about independent video games about artists basically Uh, people going out there and putting themselves on a limb to go and make something there's a second version of that film now that just came out that i just watched the other night um called indie gamer indie game like the film after they film or something like that you should watch it it's really great because it's actually perspective on you know after they got successful all these people got successful or they finished their game all the same guys yeah uh, yeah Yeah, fez and me boy yeah it's all all that stuff wow Uh, really cool um really great perspective yeah wow thank you very much yeah you'll enjoy it you should check it out because it's got some really interesting perspectives um how these guys are dealt with like just people being trolls and how they use the internet now like they've they once had it as an open loop and now they've closed it off and it's like quite sad but it's it's kind of like how things evolve you know like you open them up and you close them out the the saddest thing is when um because of one one person's ruined it it's like they've closed it off to the great people and i from my experience i'm sure you probably have the same thing is like there's a lot of really great people out there you know people that are listening to this podcast are generally like freaking awesome people that are just trying to be better and do better yeah. you know and to, to grow and, and there's a lot of people that are listening to this that are new to art and they want to be doing this as a career and they want to have a resource to to know that they're not alone and they're great people um, just close that off to those people. It's quite sad, you know, but yeah, I'm rambling on, but you should watch that film because it's really, really good. Um, great, oh. Good perspective. I think you'd really enjoy it and you'd really relate to it because making a short film in a video game, um, they're both grueling. So yeah, <laughs> similar yeah, cool. ingredients. So yeah. 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 And uh, you mentioned Radiohead and in Rainbows, it was the first um, time album which uh, was um, sold online, right? Yeah, uh, without exactly. um, some kind of labels. And it was extremely big free. moment. You pay, pay yeah. what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Pay, just pay. Yeah, it, it, it's so great. And it, it was the first, um, you know, some kind of, idea for me that okay maybe this is the new age it is yeah new age, and yeah. it's it, it's here almost here so actually i spent um uh, last couple of months uh reading uh, really interesting books and um uh i could mention the three of them it's uh Please. elon musk 
Yeah, oh, Elon yeah. Musk by is. Ashley Vance. Wow, it's, it's so great. Total Recall, uh, it's an yeah. autobiography by Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> and uh, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Uh, it's a guy what's, who what's created Nike. Uh, Shoe Dog by F- Philip Knight. Philip Knight. Mm. So Philip Knight, it's a guy who created Na- Nike. Mm. Uh, and uh, I was away from the, the story. I heard about Nike, <laughs> sure, because uh, I'm running uh, every day. Sure. And, um, and I'm a huge fan of uh, Studio Leica. Right, mm, yeah. as you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love Leica. It's beautiful and yeah, amazing. You work. know, you know the uh, similar things about Nike and Leica. What the similar? What's similar between Nike and Leica? Right. Oh, I don't know the hands-on creation of things. I don't know. This guy, Phil Knight. So oh, yeah? actually, he created wrote... the both. Yeah, yeah, and uh, his son. He's the guy who was a d- director of uh, Kubo, uh, the last. Um, oh, really? Uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is insane. That was great too. I really enjoyed <laughs> yeah. it. It's so beautiful, yeah. man. <sighs> wow, it's a great one. Yeah, and uh, you know these free books. So actually, I'm in the process of reading Shoe Dog, and uh, it was uh, actually in the list of Bill Gates for 2016 the best book he wrote yeah uh, read read yeah read. That was and a great uh one. yeah and uh wow the the similarity in the, those three books is this is the war but war without bullets uh and this is the doing projects no matter what it is it's a cinema uh hollywood or um, rocket science or creating your shoe company. It's about every day struggling with, with you and with people around. Wow. And it's so great. I, I was with some kind of naive perspective a couple of years ago when I thought that, Oh, this is so great. You could create the great, <laughs> great short film and guys give you some money and you shoot this film. And this is a great thing. Yeah. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> Welcome to the reality. reality guy. Yeah. Yeah. Here it is. <laughs> wow. Love it. This is so great that when you're 30 years, you are, you could be still, an adult in this, uh, you know, mental uh, perception of the how the things actually works, right? We yeah. thought that industry is quite different. It's it's so friendly and so so. Wow, yeah. These free books is just show how actually big things done. It's yeah. not it's not about some kind of candy and joy. It's about war and blood, and I love it. <laughs> this is so great. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, Elon Musk is a very unique person yeah. from what I've read. I've read that book too, and it was really interesting. Um, and then, our, obviously, Arnold Schwarzenegger is an, an incredible. Yeah. You know, if you want to be inspired, just like follow his story. It's really interesting. Uh, I'm really excited to check out Shoe Dog, though. I've never heard of this guy or studied him, so this is great. I love these kind of books because. You know, if you are constantly consuming this kind of content, it will sh- it will shatter any kind of doubt you had about yourself and your journey because yeah. <laughs> you go right. like, well, shit, it's all here. You know, like I always tell like, you know, friends, like if you want to be successful, there's literally recipe books of being successful. You can buy them for five dollars and you could be a yeah. millionaire if you wanted to, if that's what you want, you know. 
if if money is your goal you'll get there i don't know the money is like money is whatever as long as i'm providing for my family and i live a, a life that i enjoy then it is what it is you know money doesn't necessarily mean everything i think that's i suppose yeah it's a yeah, man-made sorry. object you know it's a man-made yeah. object and it's a and a weird agreed upon thing that doesn't even mean anything really anymore it does but it's all numbers now that's digitized which is so scary yeah. because that means nothing you know it's yeah. it's as much value as a like on something in the internet out there in the vastness yeah of- it's a new new value yeah new new type of money it's uh, likes and friends <laughs> it's followers it's, yeah yeah it's really interesting it's very interesting yeah well i mean this is really getting us into interesting territory which i wanted to discuss with you is which the future you know you mentioned like the radiohead and rainbows and how like they went out and said hey we're going to give you our album if you don't want to pay for anything for it you can have it for free or you can pay and people some people paid nothing some people paid thousands of dollars because they loved it so much you know um and you're looking at the perspective of you know the future of yourself and we're going to get into a little bit um about you know paying the bills and you know maintaining your family and and you know um making money and stuff and crossing these things over and how do you do so but um, before we do do that, what is your thoughts on the future of this? Like, how do you paint me a perfect picture of your perfect day and your perfect life? What What are you doing? How are you doing it? And what do you want it to be? Wow. Wow. It's <laughs> We're going deep, so, man. But, uh, We're going deep. Yeah. Yeah. Deeper. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so I suppose, um, yeah, uh, about five years ago, I heard a great radio show in Russia. Uh, it's um, about um, f- f- some kind of futuristic ideas. And mm-hmm. they asked um, some scientists and uh, asked them for for the, the one question. It, it was the main one. Uh, can you describe how creative people would work in 50 or 70 years and how the creative cluster would would change from from the point where it is now mm-hmm. and uh, it was huge amount of different ideas uh, but i loved the one and um, uh, here it is uh, the guy said that in 20 years it became some kind of settlements out um, 20, uh, 50 years, something. It's, uh, it's some kind of settlements with um, people uh, which share uh, which share same uh, passion. So, for example, it's uh, about um, mm-hmm. visual things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be some kind of settlement near the Moscow, for example, uh, two two hours on a train or something, uh, and it would be near the great uh, lakes or great some sceneries around when you could create. Um, you know, it's something like um, um, uh, the place where you could live and do your freelance work. Yeah. But you, you're not isolated in some kind of uh, um, place where you don't have to even people to talk to. And it, it would be some kind of settlements with people which share the same interests and passions. Mm, and it could bring, then. yeah, some kind of communities. And it could bring... Um, 
some next level in these fields because uh, I really loved um, the idea behind uh, the Honda and their Asimo, right? Uh, their uh, robots um, yeah. technology. Asimo, Asimo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How it appeared. Uh, actually, I thought that uh, maybe it, it was kind of st- strategical plan. Okay, guys, we have to mm, create uh, our new uh, branch and start doing um, r- r- robots. No, it was some kind of um, settlement uh, where engineers lived and uh, it was some kind of clubs after work hmm. when you could uh, create um, different things and sure there they were uh, engineers and they loved robots sure <laughs> and they yeah. spent uh, months doing their pet projects and then they realized that okay it's it's not so um you know amateur it's it's pretty cool and they showed for heads of uh, honda (laughs) and they decided wow guys we have to uh open the new facility open the new uh way in our company concentrated on robots because you are so passionate after your work you worked not on the cars you worked on the robots and the great tool for some kind of management is to get the best uh, the best abilities right and to um, to give some kind of freedom in this um, field yeah and yeah that's how uh, these uh, robots appeared it's uh, about passion uh, because this uh, those people lived near and they could uh, uh, share their ideas their passion and their thoughts and i believe that this is a great uh great scenario actually in russia it was uh, some kind of similar thing um back in maybe 30 years ago mm-hmm. um in soviet union it was uh, wow wait a second i'll try to uh translate this idea Yeah, it, it was some kind of closed cities, uh, which um, contained... Like smaller communities only, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for example, physicists or some kind of scientists which worked on a, a weapon or something. And it was uh, closed communities. It, it was no way to communicate with them because it was huge amount of secrets and all this, uh, <laughs> all this stuff hmm. inside it. But these um, communities... Uh, uh, b- could bring uh, bring huge amount of new ideas because they were toge- uh, together, they communicated and they created something more than you know just uh, th- th- these ten people. It, yeah. it, it was really interesting, yeah. and I, I suppose it's uh, it was the same thing in Bauhaus in Germany uh, when uh, uh, it was a school when. They collected um, the top artists and designers uh, from the world uh, in Germany, and uh, they lived together, artists and engineers. Mm. And um, the the amount of uh, legacy which they created 
it's, it's still the pinnacle of a design. It's still to brown and uh, all these um, best uh, examples of a design or even Apple. Yeah, it's it's everything from the somehow from the Bauhaus because yeah. it, it was a huge community with this ability to communicate, to work together and to get some crazy results. Yeah, I believe in this thing. Yeah. So, I mean, how could you not, you know, like it, it, it's happened, you know, and it, and it exists, yeah. you know, and I think, yeah. um, you know, you take the physical world out and you do the internet, basically the internet is, which is kind of, it's not the physical realm. It's not as significant. It's not as powerful as the physical realm, but it has its own traits that are just as strong in certain aspects, you know, um, right. if you align those properly with the right people and you have the right people at the helm kind of working towards something you will have something quite interesting and i think that's when you get those interesting outcomes and you're talking about like honda and osimo and all that stuff like yeah that's that's when like kind of serendipitous moments that occur um and i think that's where the possible commerce of 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 create for people like ourselves who you know i think the thing is we we don't just wake up and then you know, like some people, um, it's interesting with my wife, for example, like she's not compelled to stay up until three, four, five, six in the morning to learn ZBrush or to draw, you know, like she would never do that, but she doesn't care about that. I mm-hmm. am, you know, and, and, and I celebrate that difference and that there's a unique thing about being that type of person and living in this world and finding your place. And I think it's really important to figure out how you would like go about living that life and, and, you know, uh, my friend once said, uh, said it pretty well is like, as you develop as an artist or a creative or uh, any kind of engineer or scientist or whatever, you start off as like a, like space dust. Right. And then you slowly start to amass, you start to oh, slowly yeah. grow, yeah. you become a sun yeah. and you become a, like, you yeah. become a sun and you, then you start to wow. amass other um, planets and then their moons. And the older you get, the more complex you get and the more the better you get and the more um energy you you put out the more sun you get your momentum yes exactly yeah Yeah, exactly it and it's so funny that we find these ironies in the the universe around us but i think that's so very applicable you know and i think when we talk about the the future principles yeah yeah and you know you you go out there and you put out your work you put you know hours and hours of effort and all this um you know strain and, and and just think about let's just talk about like sputnik for example like all the time that you had put into that process of making it that's you making your sun brighter you know and the moment you drop it it's almost like you lift like it's almost like a sonic boom you know and you look at me this is who i am and this is what i'm doing and there's something special about that and i think um, it's a matter of finding a good balance between monetizing it without being a soulless like sellout you know <laughs> like yeah. making a way of, of sharing that sharing that ability, sharing who you are, but not being like a solace, just, you know, creator, I guess, which is very difficult. It's, it's difficult to do those, tread those, those lines of the, those two different things. You know, I think music, like yeah. you said, it's easy to, for an artist like ourselves, a visual artist, one that doesn't really care to do feature films necessarily likes to do the short films and enjoys that process, that intimate process. Like where do we fit in and how do we figure out a way of, of continuing that process, you know, because it takes a significant amount of time and resource and energy to put those things out into the world. And there's got to be a way to kind of compensate it so that while we're focusing on this, we can still have like 
food for the family and stuff, you know, <laughs> which is, yeah. um, yeah, it's difficult, but yeah, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot more resources than ever, um, nowadays. And I think it's more and more solutions are going to arise as people go and find different ways of configuring ways of having people support them doing what they do. You know, I, w- I was thinking to myself the other day, like how interesting it would be if the artist community would support one another. And we just kind of became a, a closed loop of, of economy basically. And we kind of just shared that economy. Like if, if everybody put in $10 a day or not $10 a day, like a dollar a day uh, towards this like fund that would support everybody's art, then everybody can kind of just exist and do what they were going to do. You know, yeah. if everybody just agreed, Hey, there's, um, you know, 10,000 artists out there. If we all put in dollar a day, everybody can kind of sustain one another. If that makes sense, you know, or whatever the mm-hmm. number would be. Obviously I'm not <laughs> a numbers person, but you know, what an interesting ecosystem that would be, you know, and I'm not sure if I'm running off into something random or this is exists or whatever, but it's like a, almost like a commune, like an internet commune or something, you know? So, um, but I would subscribe to that. It'd be interesting. People can help support one another. And it's like, I don't necessarily have to be care about what that person makes. They don't necessarily have to care about what I make, but we are knowing that and supporting one another with, you know, not a huge amount of money. It's just, just the right amount. You know, and everybody kind of puts it in the pool and then just kind of, you know, make sure it works. So I don't know. Yeah. Getting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's like communism and, of some sort or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds just, nice on paper or like through my words probably, but it's probably incredibly complex and very difficult to pull off. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I suppose uh, some kind of balance could work, you know, when you... um when you're doing um, some freelance mm. and actually when you create your own project and actually I'm trying to live in this, in this, you know, some kind of scheme because sometimes, um, freelances, they could bring some really great restrictions and these restrictions, uh, I mean, it could be time restrictions or in, um, Wow, in some kind of tools that you have to create something only as sketches or something. And uh, it's it's really interesting because it could push you uh, forward. And when you just uh, playing with your normal pace and your normal instruments, tools, uh, it's sometimes you could be too too close to to see the picture from from the side right yeah and um this type of freelances it's not only about money it's about some kind of challenges when you decide okay guys i can i can do it i could manage myself to create this thing even i'm quite far from it it's a great learning process i i believe in learning process in in this type of work in this type of work i mean not a work for money i mean work even for your personal project because it's not so for me it was dead end when i just start um looking for some software how it works and spend some time just um checking some how tools works and some interfaces no for me the best way is to get an idea how it works and spend some time doing my own thing because that's how 
Actually, I suppose it's a universal thing for everyone. That's how our, our brain works, right? You have to see things and then try it by yourself. And uh, yeah, this is extremely important. Uh, and it's about finding what makes you happy, right? And yeah. What you makes you happy might not make me happy, but it, it's what you found to make you happy, you know, and in those moments of bliss and enjoying those moments of bliss and finding ways of making it happen so that you can, you know, I look at artists like, let's say James Jean, for example. Oh yeah. Um, amazing art. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He's he, great. He's a Stephen King though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's a guy yeah. that he just, from what I understand, he, he gets, uh, he goes and he does it and he has his routine and he, 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 he need, yeah. that's why he's so good. He is a solar system. You know, he is an energy, like he is a, a light um, and he attracts just like, you know, the bugs at night, he attracts that, the energy, you know, and, um, there's a really amazing, uh, charisma that happens from that, I think. And I think when I look at a James Jean character, um, he's really figured out a way of monetizing his talent and he's made a lot of yeah, books, sure. you know, already. Yeah. yeah. Some master classes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's a, yeah. a, a, it's a smart avenue to do that. And I think it's also really smart to do that because it allows him to just kind of, continue his journey of being an artist you know <laughs> yeah, which is what everybody yeah, wants he sure. creates a closed loop yeah. basically you know so i had uh, i had a joke uh, with my friend uh, a couple of months ago um, maybe three or four months ago about vitaly bulgarov yeah uh, so we we are fan of his work sure and um i uh, we just uh, playing about idea of uh, monetizing uh, in future that guys who are extremely popular nowadays in 10 years, they would be like Beyonce or some pop stars, right? Because <laughs> yeah. it's just a ever growing process. And um, I, I had a joke that, okay, it's a great future. So in a couple of years, Vitaly just um, would uh, travel around the world uh, as a, for example, some uh, Madonna or some famous <laughs> pop star. And his show would be, he's just... Um, uh, step into uh, the stage in a huge gigantic robot and <laughs> in a couple of months uh, on uh, Instagram I found that uh, he Boom. already in the He's process in yeah. of yeah, big robots <laughs> it was really funny yeah man it's he, he, yeah Vitaly is amazing and he's got he's a son too he's a he's a solar system in itself you know and he's yeah, sure. he's has that beam of energy and I think that's something that is 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 true when you read those three books like they're, they're all energy like um i don't know if you mentioned you did did you say the steve jobs book as well did you say that one no uh, no no it I was can't. arnold schwarzenegger yeah. elon yeah. you've read that steve jobs book too right yeah yeah yeah, sure. yeah which is very fascinating as well yeah but they're yeah. all um different solar systems basically you know and they're captivating that light and they've they're 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 you, I really, I think the myth, like the, the, the idea of a son and this, cause it's easy to apply that too, right? Like the, like a James Jean is the sun and then these, this space dust accumulates and, and rotates and orbits. And those are like the fans and the, the systems in which like the, the he could warp the, the space. He warps space. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Because, um, when you're on that level, I think you're able to shift time. You're able to shift time in a way that allows you to, augment reality almost you know and there was like steve jobs who was famous for those reality distortion devices you know like where yeah. you know the, everybody was saying this isn't possible and he would say it is because we're going to make it possible yeah that's when um innovation really strikes because 
if you just continually perpetuate the habits that already continually happen, you're not contributing anything to the greater good of whatever it is that you're trying to do. You must step out those of those comfort zones to try new things. And I think that's really where, um, that's why people were drawn to him. And he was a multi-galaxy. He was like a multiverse, you know, <laughs> like he had so yeah, much yeah, energy. Sure. You know, so. sure. And um, the key thing behind the old guys we just uh, talked about yeah. is the one thing, is the just... 10 or more years, I suppose in uh, GNG, it's uh, about 30 years of uh, doing this uh, art, right? Because yeah. he is 40 something and he uh, did it in, in crazy pace. And um, yeah, so it's uh, it's not a genius behind it, right? It's uh, about... Uh, it looks set. like a genius, you, yeah, from afar. Yeah, it looks, yeah. <laughs> but looks, yeah. So it's just... Uh, the genius here is to keep this passion for uh, 20 or 30 or even more years. 80, your this life. Is, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is great. So actually about books, it's a crea- creativity incorporation, but Ed Catmull. Oh, I love that it? book. Yeah, that's yeah, a great one. Well, yeah. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah it's really it's good because then you get to kind of see how like Pixar works, you know? Like, yeah, how creativity actually uh, work with some kind of technical scheduling and uh, some it's things behind the polar opposites. Pure, pure fear. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is it's great. Didn't it give you hope to think that okay, they figured out how to do it at a big, massive range, right? Because Pixar films are huge. The production cost on those alone yeah. are just insane. I don't even know if we can even fathom the responsibility that would take to do that. Mm-hmm. But it's so cool to hear his diagnostics of like the years he's taken to work with somebody that's completely left brain and one that's completely right brain, merge them together and, and at the end create this really beautiful moving motion picture that they can then monetize yeah. and make, you know, money enough to to pay for the next film and uh, you know, on and on and on, you know. So it's it's interesting to see where that company is going too with the Disney merger yeah. and all that stuff too. It's like um the last one now I really, Disney is quite good after, after yeah, this merger. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting. I mean I don't know. I have my own reservations because I feel like when you have a monopoly it it doesn't help. You know, I think um, it might seem like it's a good idea. You have the Star Wars monopoly and you have the Marvel monopoly. And now you have the Pixar monopoly. It's just like everything that's going out to the popular com- com- culture is, is, is a Disney property. And I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing because I think that's when like things start to become inbred and weird, you know, like there's not this weird adversity, but I will say right now in America that we have this president and I think it's going to create another phase of like punk rock music and like a lot of angst and, 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 and strife and, and, and weird energy is going to happen from all this stuff that's yeah. happening. You know, you're already kind of starting to see it, but um, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. Have you watched the new star Wars films? Uh, Rogue One. Yeah, have no, you seen? Uh, I, I, uh, I I saw uh, the previous one. It's a seventh. Um, it's um, well, uh, it what's was, the name? Yeah, I forgot too. <laughs> Why would I forget? It's, it's, <laughs> so, yeah. It was so the good. The yeah, so good. JJ yeah, Abrams one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I loved it. It's 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 beautifully crafted, and wow, we uh, saw it uh, with my uh, wife, and uh, wow, we were. Just you'll like totally Rogue One ish. then if you like that one because I had a problem with the, some of the logic in the first one, but the yeah. second one I think has some interesting things. But I think the biggest problem people seem to be having is that they just don't care about the characters, and I think that's a big problem with like I think the big problem with all this stuff is that a lot of it's an, a nostalgia issue. 
Um, a lot of people go to watch these because it was a nostalgic thing and it's almost yeah, like they, they want it. They want that drug yeah. again. You know, they want to sit in that theater and they want that freaking Star Wars drug. You know, they're hungry for it. Yeah. And so they're kind of put the blinders, you know, they have like the the blinders up. And I think there's some weird, weird issues that happen. It's really weird. I don't know. I don't know what to think of it. I, I still, I don't know. I have, um, I mean, I think it's amazing what people are able to create. And Rogue One, you better watch that because it's visually stunning man beautiful Mm -hmm. like beautiful stuff in there um which is kind of like that director's whole i think that director has a really good eye from what i've seen so but you should watch it because it's beautiful visually just stunning it got me really excited it was right when i was in the middle of um, deep in production on the epoch film that last short film i did and i was like we got some planets looking pretty good and after i watched it i was like ah shit I gotta go rebuild the planets again because <laughs> it was yeah. just it was just so good and it was really you'll love it. I think you'll love visually. Cool. You'll you'll enjoy the ride for sure. Like you'll really enjoy it. It's a really beautiful thing. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. Is there? Um, I want to talk a little bit about the films that you've seen of recent that stuck with you that you really liked and that you're that you've been inspired by. Can you think of any that off the top of your head of something wow. that you've seen recently? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> two days ago. Uh, film made uh, named The Handmaiden. Handmaiden? Yeah. Never heard of that. Yeah. Wow. Handmaiden. No, never heard of it. Oh, I'll check this out. I love hearing about <laughs> movies that I've never seen before. It's, it's the wow, best. man. This is from Pak Chanuk and uh, this guy who created um, Old Boy. The original mm. one. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but this one is quite different. It's oh, okay. uh, wow. It's a drama. It's a, um, some kind of thriller, and this is this is erotic film. You know. Well, <laughs> yeah, that so guy's crazy. really intense. He's an intense director. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah, but it's such a beautifully crafted. Wow, this is this is amazing. I love it, and um, wow, I suppose it's uh, the best film. Uh, which I saw in, well, maybe a a year or something, because this is so beautiful. Wow. Crazy. I I can believe. So, but you know, the, the same thing, film is awesome and this is so cool, but I suppose it's not so financially successful Sure. because it's, it's some kind of independent one. Mm. It's, um, it's great, but yeah and um you don't need to make um that's the weird thing it's like you don't need to make millions and trillions of dollars do you i mean what's the point in that yes right but because then you just uh, kind of become like a george lucas unfortunately like the money kind of just like i don't know i I don't don't know him personally and i you know like i watch i one of my favorite films of his is thx 1138 and that film is so crazy it's so so weird and crazy yeah super fresh like if you're listening to this and you've watched Star Wars or any of George's films, you haven't seen THX 1138, you should watch that. You should watch that one and American Graffiti because that's what Star Wars is. Star Wars is a, yeah. is a mix between those two worlds. And then you put in uh, Joseph Campbell's um, whole like, you know, mythos and all that stuff. That's what Star Wars is. That's where it came from. I suppose it's quite a sad story, right? That he became um, extremely uh, popular and famous and rich. And um, as a director, he just stopped because uh, he was, uh, I, I wrote a, uh, a story 
Oh, read, read, read. Oh, sure. Sorry, my English is terrible. <laughs> no, your yeah. English is great. My Russian's horrible, yeah. so you're doing yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, so, and uh, yeah, he was so creatively passionate about filmmaking. Yeah. And uh, uh, American Graffiti and um, the first one. They're great. Um, the, it, it, yeah, this is so crazy cool. But um, Star Wars totally... Some damaged his passion. It's <laughs> and a he success, decided, you know, no, major success. Yeah, is, you got to prepare yeah, for yeah. both major failure and major success. And yeah, yeah I mean, I, I mean, I remember hearing things just like through the grapevine of like, you know, other close film directors that knew him closely and just saying how like, yeah, that those films ruined him. They destroyed him. Like they didn't, he was changed after that. Like he could never be the same. <laughs> and it's like, wow, that doesn't sound cool at all. I don't want to do that. You know, like, you know, it's a, yeah, yeah. It's a really wet ground because, um, as I said, uh, um, 10 years ago, it was some kind of trendy thing, uh, to, uh, to talk and to think, um, to, to have this mindset about, um, moving from short films, from, um, advertisement into, in the Fisher films, as um, Joseph uh, Kaczynski did, right? Yeah. But I suppose Rupert the, Sanders, the same, all those guys, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this uh, some kind of really sad story behind uh, Joy Kaczynski too, because I, I loved what he's doing when he was um, he was doing um, commercials mm. and some uh, experimental uh, experimental motion graphics as a, a KD lab. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it was so fresh and great. It was wow. really cool. Yeah. Visually beautiful. Yeah. 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 And uh, then this film industry and okay, Tron, Oblivion, bum, and silence. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that uh, maybe. 25,000 of uh, thousands time that, okay, Joseph Kaczynski is going to shoot new Need for Speed film. Okay, he's going to shoot um, next uh, Forza or some car racing or some something. Sure. But wow, it was so i suppose uh, it's painful for 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 the artists to get in trap because you know the, the idea um, so, it's hard directors. to tell, right? Because we don't know them personally. So we're just all speculative, yes. like non-logical. Like I would love to have them on the show and just talk. Yeah, and it's the, probably the great. thing is they probably would never say the truth because they know that. I don't know. So I mean, poli- political involved, until, in studio involved. Yeah, yeah until it's you until you get like somebody later on in their life, which is like um like Francis Coppola. Like he's very transparent now, from what I experienced in some things. He just says what he thinks because he doesn't care. He has a business. He has all these other things. He just talks about the industry as it is, and just like what the hell, you know, he doesn't have anything to hide behind, but I would wonder, you know, I don't, that's the thing I just want to be cautious of. Cause I don't know. Like I, I would love to talk with them and know maybe they are happy. Maybe they are not, you know, so maybe, yeah. but, um, yeah, I, 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 these ideas, the director's jail, uh, which I first time heard about it. I thought that this is some kind of a joke, <laughs> how it could be possible. The guy showed. So let's just speak, uh, about some kind of, um, 
not a real persons, right? Because uh, we c- we could harm. Uh, yeah, we don't want to. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, not fair. Yeah, yeah exactly. B- yeah. Because uh, some after some um, conversation with producers and some people, I-, I found this idea that okay, directors jail, and this is not a joke. So you could shoot a film with really good budget and you could get a really cool, a really good um, feedback and um, it could be financially successful in some point. You could not double your budget, but, but normal. Yeah. Yeah. But bam. And you became in director's jail and there are seven millions uh, reasons why maybe you was too too hard uh, with your decisions yeah. maybe you was too soft with your decisions and uh, people um thought that you're too uh weak or something or maybe uh, maybe 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 and uh a couple of months ago i started uh recalling some my favorite directors from uh, from a decade ago and start googling them and I was shocked oh hell 10 or 15 people which created really great films it's a masterpieces they all nowhere yeah you know yeah. and this is this is so scary thing and um so, so I, I knew that some of them decided that no i don't want to continue this path because this is painful process yeah. and this is so so painful that i i don't have this story uh, which could you know be better than this pain yeah. why i have to be miserable every day for all my life no i'm quit okay <laughs> yeah, yeah and um you it's know, so hard it's to quit so, too when you're so passionate about something you're so yeah dedicated and you're you've given your life and you've told all these people and everybody in the world's going you're a director and you're gonna be the best and blah blah, blah. And yes like, yes and then you yes. quit and you're just like everybody is like man what a horrible fit thing to face you know like yeah. And you know interesting that some of these guys uh they work in uh post production uh some of them uh found uh, yeah one just doing some story reels in um in in the studio. So and it's really interesting they just uh, they shot a huge and successful film and bam. Yeah. They, of this business it's really interesting it is really interesting it, a lot of it goes to show it's just it's, it's a people business it's a closed loop people business it's a very small yeah. tight-knit like very tight-knit um business it's a lot of the times i've noticed is is a lot of these producers which i consider um some producers are amazing you know some of them are just yeah. Um, yeah, they, sure. they, they know how to put those people together and how to put the but then there's some of them that are not and there are and i look at them almost as chicken shit failed directors that never had the balls to go out there and make their own thing. And they'd like to sit in the background, pull the strings and then hide, you know, and those are really gross people. And that's the people like that everywhere. You know, people that just take through, take things and, and I don't know, it's quite gross, but, um, there's it, there's no there's it's not a blanket state like you can't everybody's different right and everybody has their own reasons for what they do and how they do it when you study like um 
let's talk about like a, a quote unquote uh, revered master of cinema. Let's say Stanley Kubrick, for example, yeah, yeah. which is very controversial because all, not all of his films are great from most people's perspectives. You know, everybody has a different perspective on it. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I remember um, watching the behind the scenes of alien. Cause I love that film. And, um, Ripley was talking about um, how she really did not like 2001 and how much, uh, how upsetting it was for her to watch it and how she didn't like it and like how the suspense and all these things, it just, it was so slow and grueling to go through. And I thought, yeah. I always thought that was really funny because you have that opposite approach from so many other people that love that like long time immersion kind of experience, you know, um, which just goes to show you that not, and like no matter who you are, what you make, not everybody's going to like what you make at any level, you know? Um, and the bigger you are, the more people are going to hate on you, the more people are going to love, you You know, what you do. But to right. go back to the fundamentals of like Stanley Kubrick, for example, the more he grew um, in the industry as he developed, and, and he's a very smart person from all the things I've studied of him, which is quite extensively. I have all his books and stuff, and I read up a bunch of on it. He's, he has a high IQ, and he's really into chess and, and manipulating, you know, like he likes that kind of stuff and he loves the cinema manipulating in cinema. And the one thing I started to notice is he started to deteriorate the size of the crew that was effectively on his sets. And he would slowly start to chip away at that because he realized he wanted ultimate control. He would produce his films, help write them or co-write them and he would direct them, but he would direct them with a small group of people and get the best out of it, the most that he could, you know, and he eliminated all, he eliminated all those side factors of what you're seeing that's happening to all these other directors that you like, which is producers coming in, uh, executives coming in and basically ruining the experience of making the film, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Which is interesting, but only somebody that has that much tenacity and, 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 and uh, belief in themselves, like Stanley Kubrick could produce something like that. Cause you can go like, well, fuck off. I'll just go make the film I want to. Like, I know I can do it because I'll self-finance it, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's then great. just go do uh, it. Yeah. That nowadays we could play and, um, be a, this type of one man orchestra and, yeah. um, uh, in your own room, right. Uh, with your computer. And this is a really, really great thing. But, uh, as we started talking about, um, uh, Chris Cunningham yeah, and um, other directors, um, music video directors who shift in um, Spike Jones, in, and Spike Jones. Yeah. Yeah. So Michelle it's, Gundry, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's the same thing. It's you, you, you could have huge amount of ideas. You could be extremely creative person, but when you meet the real film production, the real things with the real people with politics it could ruin all your life it could just create you miserable and you you could quit and stop doing what you what you did before yeah and uh, i suppose the the same thing was with with greece because uh, i read that um he planned and was in early production of his film with the uh, war, uh, warp label and Neuromancer uh, was he doing Neuromancer too, right? Yeah, yeah, actually, even Neuromancer. And uh, something gets wrong, you know, because uh, I suppose the, the idea that you, you can't direct a movie yeah. when you 
too artistic right when, when yeah, you're an yeah. artist the artist you, you can't do it just uh, and, and you can make an okay. amazing bjork music video that's timeless and everybody rips off that's yes okay. yeah. yes it's, it's normally yeah and this is some kind of stanley kubrick way right yes uh, nowadays you could be you could produce create design and uh, be the creator of your project but only on your project and if you have money okay you could buy a studio or time and shoot your feature film but this is not a way for for real for real game right yeah reality but you know like we talked about like vr and the affordableness of making alternate altered states experiences um, yeah. you know, I always think to myself, what would Stanley do if, if he was sitting right next to me and I was showing him ZBrush or if I was showing him all these things of VR and I was like, look at all this potential. I wonder what he would do with something like that. I'm sure he would just love it and he would open his mind to it and expose it. You just, oh wow, what an interesting new form of communication. Why not use it, you know, and, and open up that possibility of exposing yourself to new opportunities. And yeah, one thing I will say though, and this is something that we talked about too, is like, I don't necessarily like to work only in a vacuum. I like to work with at least one other person, three other people, five other people. Sometimes you get a little too much, you know, but for the most part, I really enjoy it. Like Chris and I, we made none together. We made Epoch together. It was a really fun because, um, I knew that Chris was relying on me and Chris knew I was relying on him. And if we were to go do it our separate ways, I think it would be completely different films, but they would also, it would take a lot longer to do. Not just because both of us were working hard on it, but when you have somebody else there relying on you, as long as you guys are seeing eye to eye creatively, I think it really helps to have that person right there with you along the way because it helps sharpen your decision-making. And at the same yeah, time, sure. like it's just, it creating in a vacuum sometimes can often be, um, self like masturbation, I guess, you know, almost yeah, yeah, in a sure. sense. And I think it yeah. sometimes I enjoy that. And that's something you were talking about, like how you, you're wanting to do something, um, on like client or with teams or something like the right fit, of course, but you're wanting to try that out or experience that even more. So in the coming years. And so, and I, and I told you, I just waiting for the right project to align for us to do something, which will happen eventually. It's just a matter of time, whether yeah. it's a client thing or just, we just do it because we want to have fun and make something cool. So, or something that we're passionate about or interested in at this per- current place in time in our lives. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think making something with, within a group is interesting. Um, there is huge downfalls to the bigger the group, you know, like there was some weird stuff that happened on a couple of my projects. It's, I never would have thought would have happened, but it's just the logistics of egos and just the horribleness of just, <laughs> just that all that kind of chaos, you know, that happens from that <laughs> yeah, stuff. It's so. a different perspective. Yeah. Different, yeah. uh, point of view on, on your regular thing it's it's really interesting yeah very it's interesting. Could refresh all your perception of it sure yeah, absolutely i have two more questions we're the, yeah. I, I love our conversation because we're just going it's just great man yes yeah, i swear endless i swear yeah, it could be endless we'll have to do it again <laughs> if you're ever interested i you know the podcast that i do um with friends or people that i know they usually turn out to be much more charismatic because like oftentimes when i do the podcast i don't even know the person besides their arts and so it takes yeah. like the first 20 30 minutes to really get that thing rolling and then it starts to become itself but we've it's it's really cool it's i really appreciate these uh, these kind of episodes because they're just a lot of fun just talking 
exposing yeah. our basic conversations as we would go through, you know, discussing whatever our passions are. Okay. Two, um, yeah. two questions. Um, yeah. one question, what does your future look like? Like, what are you, what's, what's next for you? Like, what are you, what's your goals? Like this year, what are you thinking about? What's the future? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my future is, uh, already set, set up. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. You write because it down really, or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, writing down some plans and things is a vital thing. So a couple of years ago, I became really angry, uh, boss of myself and I decided <laughs> to write a, a really strong letters for me, uh, from the future, from tomorrow me. I love and, it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You have to do these things, man. And yeah. this is the deadline. You have to finish you bastard this thing. Um, yeah. And, uh, so, and in, in this uh, tone, yeah, <laughs> I created not only for uh, one day, I'm trying to create for a week, for a month and for a year. Good. And, um, yeah, for actually it, it was some kind of resurrection and, uh, <clears throat> because after Sputnik, I was so depressed, uh, and, uh, it's actually, why were you depressed? Cause it was uh, done. Wow. You know, because it's done and because I, I was like a dog which ran for, for a cat. And when I, <laughs> w w when the run is over, cat is here. I don't know what I have to do with this cat. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, so crazy. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> okay. Hello, cat. Oh. And, uh, Let's go take a nap. <laughs> take a nap with the cat. <laughs> yeah. So, and uh, I decided to, to, to some kind of refresh my, my work and refresh my, Mm, my principles and I, you know, because it's, it's really tough when you spend a couple of years, um, doing something yeah. and, um, blocking all the great projects because I was uh, uh, a huge idiot. Uh, I rejected <laughs> the feature films projects, which <laughs> now I, I have to, you know, I, I have to invent time machine to come back and kill my previous me because he was an idiot. A <laughs> uh, uh, couple of times, couple of times. <laughs> and uh, so I decided that I, I have no, I have no work. I have no future. I have nothing because, uh, wow, I, I finished my film and, and what I have to read scripts every day. No, I hate it. <laughs> So, and uh, I decided to go freelance and, uh, actually last year was extremely, well, after these four years, um, marathon for, uh, with, uh, short films, um, the previous year was, uh, packed with huge amount of some freelance. I, I tried to be away from myself, you know, not to spend time thinking about future because future was extremely dull and extremely dark. And uh, I, I, I spent four years and wow, it, it was great, crazy and really sad. But, uh, when this year finished, uh, I realized that, okay, I'm quite far from, from the, from the launch and I could take take a couple of minutes and think about past and, and, and the future 
And, you know, I, I realized that, yeah, short films is, is in my DNA. Yeah. It's what what I what I love, and not what I love. It's what I have to do because yeah. I I can't live without it. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's uh, yeah. some kind of natural phenomenon. Uh, so give me a computer or give me some kind of paper. Uh, I would definitely start doing some sketching, uh, some frames, cinematography, or things. So it, it's me. Okay, hello me, and uh, <laughs> what I have to do with me, and I decided to to set a pace as, as in run, as in running, because, uh, I used to work with short films in some kind of artistic way when, so actually it was so, so messy in, um, with my, uh, pipeline. It was so crazy. Uh, so, uh, a couple of, um, weeks ago I found my old hard drive and I was, I suppose I just, uh, uh, I was totally damaged because it's, it's so crappy, uh, structured and files everywhere. JPEG with name, no way it's final zero zero two, uh, and, uh, <laughs> thousands uh, of folders inside folders with name. Uh, this is final for sure. And you know, this is crazy. And, uh, I, I don't know how I finished my, like my previous Russian films. twin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it's just artistic way to do yeah, to do things. You yeah. have to create things and name it with weird numbers. <laughs> you know, so true. And, yeah, and um, and I realized, oh hell! So this idiot, my me previous. Uh, created short films with this stupid structure with this stupid approach without even planning in some point because it was you know some kind of pure art i i, I don't spend much time thinking uh, yeah i don't spend much uh, i didn't spend much time thinking i spent much time doing without uh, sure. this you know process of strategically thinking how when i have to launch it well, how and now i just love to play with computer graphics with storytelling and with cinematography yeah and it's um, what you yeah, love it, yeah it's what yeah, you love. yeah 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 it's natural and, uh, sure and i decided that I have to set a pace. Uh, I, uh, from from this year, I would uh, um, create four free uh, short films a year. Awesome. Uh, yeah, and not a one year, not a two year. Uh, I, I will try to keep this pace for Good. fifty years, for example. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I love it. So, great testament. Yeah, fifty years. <laughs> or just till, <laughs> until you until you don't want to do it naturally. Yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh actually I'm trying to do my first um tutorial. Uh and ah. uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. This is nice. Yeah, because you know, uh I suppose it was a couple of thousand uh, emails for 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 the last decade with these questions. Hey man, Maybe some tutorials, any tutorials, any <laughs> suggestions, any, any devices. No, I hate tutorials, guys, because uh, no. Yeah. But no, no, I decided that it could be really interesting. It could be really great to share my my knowledge uh, and uh, it could be 
great. Yeah, and, with the right um, people and all that stuff, you know, in the yeah, right time. Yeah, right, right people is the key element in this thing. Yeah. And um, yeah. Well, we're so, excited to have you along, man. It's going to be an epic journey. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm looking yeah, forward to yeah. it. Well, all of us are. I mean, it's it's so cool because I think also it's just like it's going to open um, another potential, a portal for you basically to help you know, fund your life while you go and make these films, you know, and while you're you're busy doing that, you can learn new things, share those new things, have people pay you to learn from you. And then you go off and continue doing what you love best. You know, it's like cycle. Cool. You make it, you're basically making that circle. Like we talked about with James Jean and all these other artists like Stephen King, you're making the circle. And that's what you really want as a, as a, as a creative, I think is making that complete circle so you can live within your circle and you can, you can, you know, stretch that circle as far as you want to go outside your, your norm. But if you make that circle and allow yourself to kind of have that fundamental experience of, of living off of what you do with your passion, then you figured it out. I think you figured yep. it out. I think that's, yep. that's the joy of it. You know, that's the, the pleasure of it. So that's awesome. Three, three short <laughs> films a year. That sounds epic. Are you going to, do you have yeah. like yeah. durations on them? Or are you just going to kind of naturally oh, kind wow. of figure um, them out or I suppose f- three minutes is something neutral, uh, neutral. And, yeah. um, I, I read a really, really, uh, great book about neuroscience and about, um, some, good chunks of uh, time which brain could perceive and it's not a coincidence that almost all the songs and tunes uh have the same share the same length it's uh, about three minutes long hmm. it's uh it's it's not a, just a you know huh, why, why not oh, three minutes it sounds cool no this is uh so it's uh three minutes uh then it's um 45 minutes and then it's a uh, two hours, two hours. And this is the chunks, uh, some kind of period of time for your memory. So for example, uh, three minutes, you could get it without even one distraction. Uh, you could start it, finished it and, um, didn't get even a small amount of, uh, uh, tiredness or something. Uh, then it's a uh, 45 minutes. That's why in school, um all lessons it's 45 minutes yeah because your brain could uh keep 45 minutes um that's getting information and then uh two hours it's a feature film length it's uh it's more hard but as we know after our film experience there is some kind of science uh science in um uh, storytelling that um you have to start with this situation, then move uh, viewer to the next one. And these bits uh, f- with three minutes would construct more bits with 45 minutes. Yeah. And at the end, you would get this uh, packed uh, two hours film. And uh, I suppose three minutes is quite quite easy in production yeah. uh, when you doing it alone right it's three like minutes isn't bad are you going to do it all yourself too or are you going to join like do collaborations and stuff wow i had a couple of times some collaborations with my personal projects but uh, i think i'm a terrible person <laughs> because <laughs> I, i'm trying to control everything and that's uh, not my, terrible you just want to create what you want to create you know and, then, yeah, and it is yeah. probably better that you just go off and make the art that you want to make then 
which is yeah. like you you can now because you have mostly all that ability you know so yeah which is good yeah, you so, should go and make whatever it is that you want you make your art you know so so but uh, I dreamed that uh, I would find um, strength and um, uh, wow, and good guys to collaborate it because yeah, I, I believe in collaboration because networks and uh, even in our brains, it's only about connections. Yeah, no, that's awesome. What was the name of that book that you read on neuroscience or neuro? Wow, I'll send you a link. Please, yeah. Uh, I'd love to read yeah. it. I'm so curious about that stuff because that's when you really start to go deeper into the the logic behind things and how understanding how our brains really perceive memories and information and all that kind of stuff. And I agree with you. I done some I did some studies too and actually broke that when we made Epoch because I was like, I just want to make a Ten minutes. I just want to do ten minutes. Yeah, you know? yeah. And we this ended up making eleven, 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 eleven minutes, eleven seconds, eleven milliseconds. That's what we did. It's eleven, eleven, eleven. Because it's all about yeah. the epoch, the moment. But yeah, I think the next thing I make, um, the next one, I think is going to be called Passages, and that that one is going to be three minutes. Because yeah, I don't want to do more than three. I'm bad. When yeah, you, yeah. In the production, when you go past like five minutes, you just shoot yourself, man. Like it's. It's exhausting <laughs> yeah. when you're just doing it with two people. It's really taxing. It's just all those logistics and the shots and just the thousands of frames. And rendering, yeah. 16,165 yeah. frames made it to the final film. And that's not all the retakes and takes over and all that stuff. Wow, so wow. 16,000 pieces of artwork in three months, two and a half months. Yeah, so that's a lot. So, But yeah, cool. that sounds awesome though. I'm looking forward to reading that book. And I'm really excited to hear that you're going to be Going back to what makes you passionate and happy, which is your short films, which is something that you don't do because you have to, like you do it because you have to, because you love it. And I'm excited to see that because I know you're going to set more trends again. I'm just going li- to sit back and eat some popcorn and watch you just, you know, become a big son. <laughs> it's cool, man. And it's yeah. cool. It's cool that you're going to be joining us too. And all that stuff It's going to be really fun. So it's going to be a, another journey, another chapter for you in your life and yeah, journey of yeah. it all too. This so. is crazy, crazy cool. Beautiful yeah. stuff. Okay, last question, and then that's it. We're going to wrap it up, guys. This has been yeah. an amazing one first, so thank you so much. Um, the last one is a question I like to ask all the guests that come on because I think it's an important thing for anybody that's listening. A lot of times um, people that listen to this, I believe, are you know they're trying to find themselves or they're trying to discover who they are or whatever it might be, and I like to leave them with something, um, my past self, you know, the self that could have used some of that advice when you said you go back to the time machine and kill your past self yeah. right now. I want you to give a couple of times, just, yeah, a couple of times. <laughs> I, I, I'd love for you to just any kind of knowledge or logic or anything that you've learned, like a special specific thing that you've learned along the way that, that would might help save somebody some time if they really were listening to you properly. Is there any kind of advice that you could give to somebody? Let's just say your past self, because you're similar to other people that would save you a lot of headache and misery and time and, and all that kind of stuff. Is there any advice that you can think of? Wow. Two, two, two advice. Uh, so, uh, first one, uh, is, um, kill your ego is, uh, ego is, uh, the main thing, yeah. uh, because, uh, I spent huge amount of time thinking that I know already enough to, to learn something new. And I was such an idiot. And uh, I spent 
huge amount of time thinking that I knew already enough and uh, I was stuck because I don't know a thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know. And uh, the, this is the key thing that you have to always every day learn something new. So I set up uh, a couple of years ago some kind of ritual to learn a thing, uh, a new thing a day. Hmm. Uh, so I, I'm learning English um, for for three years, maybe. Awesome. And but 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 no, English is yeah, English is is one part of my uh, learning experience. Uh, the other thing is my professional uh, fields uh, because I was too. Uh, Wow, too, too, too egotistical, maybe, or something. I thought that um, I don't want to hear about Cinema 4D. I don't want to hear a word about it because it's so fucking trendy and everyone only doing the talking about Cinema 4D. I'm using Maya. It, it was extremely painful process <laughs> to shift from 3D Studio Max to Maya. I spent three months struggling and it was really hard. I, I, I can't, I can't learn new things at all, but uh, I realized that I have to learn um, Nuke because uh, it was a pro I was in the middle of production of my short film. Yeah. And I realized that I have to be familiar with this process. I have to I have to learn it. Wow, it was extremely painful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I learned Nuke. Then I realized uh, that, okay, okay, uh, a year ago, I realized that, oh, yes, Maya is great, but I have to give it, give it a try for... Uh, for Cinema 4D, maybe it's not so bad. I have to eliminate this stupidity inside my head with this idea that, oh, I don't want to. And I opened a couple of um, tutorials, uh, you know, with a fre fresh per perspective, without some ideas, uh, without some, you know, things that I don't want to learn it. No, just, uh, just to try it. Yeah. And... I fell in love with it because this is so great. This is so logically and this is so, <laughs> wow, this is awesome. It's a great For, program. That's why people talk yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, uh, it's the, the same thing. How to how to choose uh, a great book on Amazon. You have yeah. to get uh, some kind of rating, right? Yeah. Because if there are 3,000 five stars, you have to have to be ready that this is the good book yeah and um yeah and the same thing uh with ega uh ega just you have to kill it and start learning new things and i'm learning nowadays i'm playing with fusion 360 ah, it's, so, it's good. so so good yeah so fun man it's yeah, it's quite different approach for modeling. And I actually looked for this thing for, for all my life because, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, wow, this is so great. It's so and, fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, um, wow, huge amount of things around. And, uh, even so much, if, so much. Yeah. Even if you spend a, an hour a day for, for, 
learning a new thing, a new tool, a new something, it would bring a huge, crazy amount of uh, knowledge uh, on the long in the long run. Yeah. And uh, the same thing was um, for me. I was uh, I, I used to smoke, uh, and um, but I loved um, uh, numbers. And um, when I was 25, I decided to check, um, you know, some kind of calculate what uh, amount of time I'm smoking a day, a month, and a year. So, and uh, I was so shocked about these numbers that I quit. (laughs) (laughs) I stopped smoking. And uh, it was not an easy task, but numbers uh, was extremely crazy. So, for example, if you smoke um, 20 cigarettes a day uh, and you spend um, five minutes for each cigarette. So it's uh, 20 for five. It's um, 100 uh, minutes a day. Uh, you distracted from your work and you're killing yourself. Yeah. yeah? Okay. Uh, 100 min- minutes. Yeah. So 100, let's, uh, uh, so for 30, 30 days, it's uh, uh, 3,000 um, minutes. And uh, yeah, and uh, 3,000 minutes for uh, 12. It's uh, 36,000 minutes. 36, <laughs> uh, so it's, it's not uh, the funniest thing. No, it's 36, sad. Uh, yeah, let's uh, uh, find um, in, in a days. So let's divide it for, um, for 60. It's uh, 600 hours, right? <laughs> 600 oh hours yeah. let's divide for uh, 24 uh, 24 so it's a uh, 25 days without sleep without rest you smoking a year you know <laughs> this is a crazy a month of 20, a year yeah a month without sleep yeah. with sleep with sleep it would be two or two and a half months this is a crazy yeah and a huge amount of people who are smoking they think okay it's just a five minutes of hey, course guys. it is because they don't have yeah. the perspective like you just gave yes. yourself yeah yes it's a perspective is so key man this is crazy it is crazy yeah. i mean i'm so proud of you that's amazing you should you know that's like a huge accomplishment and to self um self-develop and self um soothe also self-expose like that's yeah that's a really rare trait man that's a really it's <laughs> really beautiful man like i i commend you and i think anybody that listens to this if you're smoking like do that math like well, think about not, it not, not only smoking oh uh, so many things uh, you know like after after a year uh, when i quit i i decided that Okay, I have some kind of meeting with my friends and we drink some beer or something. Sure. Why I'm doing it? I start thinking about it. Social norm. It's a social norm. It's social norm. What if I will try to stop drinking at all? You know, at all. Even for my birthday, even when my kids were real born at all. So, and I decided to give it a try. So, it's uh, uh, five years that without one cigarette, mm, sober. without mm. one, yeah, yeah. Good yeah, for you, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really interesting. And this is a really great thing which could, you know, develop something inside you, it create will. you better, you it know. Will. And yes. uh, no matter how old are you, yeah, you, you could be 
40, 50, or, or, and you could stop it and start running and get the new life. This is a crazy. Actually, it sounds like some kind of soap opera or it does, something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're, I mean, but, it, you're a testament to how it works. And I'm the same way too. I do the same shit. And yeah. that's, that's how I live the life that I live. And I, and I have no regrets and I love my life. It's a different life. It's a different quality of life. And yes. this is insane. Yeah. And it's, it's a choice, you know, happiness is a choice. It's something I've always said and something I agree, you know, like your own happiness is your own choice to have. Anytime I'm, I'm frustrated or pissed and that happens often, um, I'm not perfect. Yeah. Um, I get pissed or upset. Um, I usually just remind myself happiness is a choice. I'm choosing not to be happy right now. It doesn't right. help me. It makes me feel like shit. Cause I'm like, I know it's a fucking choice, you know, <laughs> but, but it's, it, it's, yeah. it's that choice that you make to, to make that change. And that's a significant, yeah, special for every day, yeah. every day you have to, you have to set your mind for this positive thing. And yeah, yeah, you do. This is crazy. It's a mindset. Yeah. I love yeah. it, man. And, yeah. Yeah, and the second uh advice uh would be um you know some kind of you have to marry your creative uh, your cr- creative guy inside you with with some kind of accountant inside you with some kind of really <laughs> <laughs> boring guy who love scheduling and lists and proper naming <laughs> proper naming conventions and uh, you yeah. know, uh, I, I suppose <laughs> the, 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 yeah, the, the best thing, uh, in, in the middle of these two roads, because you have to keep your, this freedom and your art, but the other part of you have to take this creative guy and create a routine for, for it and uh, to manage to finish a project because this creative guy, he really wants to start project and finish it in a couple of hours and start doing some the other <laughs> thing. Yeah. You no, know, because it's creativity. It's crazy. It's so yay. <laughs> but uh, you have to find some strength to, to be, you know, like an ox, uh, with, you know, with different, uh, different, um, approach for, for each situation. Yeah. You have to be creative. Yeah. But you have to be ready to encounter really your demons. Uh, and, uh, you have to be ready to, uh, to get some pain and blood and wow. But this, how it works, this, this art is not about painting and uh, getting fun every day. No, it's, it's a struggling. It's a, it's a war. And uh, your inner artist have to be prepared with this struggling. It's normal. It's yeah. it's okay. It's a part of this journey, right? It's a journey. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. think that's great. I think marrying the business side with the creative side is really important. And this the structural um, uh, rigidity of having a, a defined schedule. This is something that was uh, released and revealed to me through Vitaly and meeting with him and talking with him. And then all, you know, just searching and finding a bunch of books and, and stuff and then learning and building things with Mache and Learn Squared and Andrew and everybody yeah. and jujitsu and all these things, you know, like having that rigid schedule, like having those lists and sticking to them. And, and, and man, I swear the moment that I started really living that way, it's like I got like 10 times more powerful instantly. Yeah. 
it's like, oh man, now I, I know exactly where my time goes. I know my, my proficiency. I know how I can do what I can do. And that's why like those films, like the epoch is like testing, you know, see what we could make. Can we make a 10 minute or 11 minute film in two and a half months on the side? Right, let's see if we can, you know, and then we yeah. do, you know, <laughs> and you, it's amazing what you can achieve. if You put your mind to something, you know, and sure. it's really key to it. So man, it's been amazing talking with you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for um, having me. Yeah, yeah man. It's amazing. I'm so I'm so stoked that you got your English on point and now we could do this episode. It's been years, five years at least. I don't know how long the podcast has been going on. Three years or something I've been asking you. So this has been yeah. great. I'm so stoked that you came on. Thank you again for everything that you've offered to everybody and all the books. We're going to be sharing all that good stuff with everybody. So, um, yeah. yeah, stay tuned, everybody. There's lots of really amazing things coming from... Sir Maxim, this is gonna be an amazing year for you, and uh, yeah, thank you so much, man. Have a have a great day, and uh, yeah. we'll, we'll be chatting soon, I'm sure. And that concludes this week's episode. Big thank you to Maxim for coming on the show and sharing his time with us this week. You can find links to the show notes for this week's episode at thecollectedpodcast.com/slash/one forty nine along with links to our Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes podcast page. Have an amazing day, everyone. You know the drill. Go out there, be powerful, be prolific. Peace out.